It did, boys. High yeah. energy. High energy. The box did it for us, actually. Oh, God. High energy, Ben. Yeah. Alex, well, I, 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 come on. I, I feel, though, like, that, that, that we are podcast. South Africa's rugby podcast. We are. Well, so yeah. does this... Does this make us the bit, the, the world champion the rugby podcasters? Yes. Oh, let's claim it. Let's claim it. to the World Champion Podcast about rugby. It's Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about World Champion Rugby. Um, yeah, we're going to say that a little bit today. Uh, I've got Adam coming to you from a very happy time. And uh, coming to us from a very happy time. I am very, very well. Adam, thank you very much for asking. I'm best I've been in a long time. Um, I, yeah, I still... It's been... Not quite 24 hours, but uh, I just I can't believe it. Like I still can't believe it. And any time anything bad happens to me, like someone cuts me off in traffic, I just like I just sort of close my eyes and think, you know what, the Springboks are, are the world champions, and no one can take that away from us for four more years. I know. Right? So it's just everything everything else pales into insignificance compared to that fact. Mm. Uh, Alex, Alex, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in case, in case you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, my spoiler alert. Um, Matt, uh, I, um, I understand random strangers were giving you claps on the side of the street in Korea. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Like, uh, after the, we left the pub where we watched the game, we went out drinking and, like, in the bars and that, like, just random other foreign guys would be like, oh, congrats. What did I do? And they're like, no, 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 well, it's SA. I'm like, wow, okay. Because I legit thought outside of the pub, no one would give a fuck. That congrats. the first pub we were in. Congrats for being you, Matt. Congrats yeah, congrats you. for being you. Congrats for winning the lottery of being born in SA. Yeah, Yo, Matt, Matt, you know what? You're finally getting some of the acknowledgement you've deserved. Yes, exactly. For your whole life, and finally it's coming your way. So, yeah, you're yeah, entitled I... to this. Well done. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, ben, I, I slept like a baby last night. It's probably the nicest I've slept in months. Uh, did you sleep very well? Uh, Mauritius, you were at a braai. I understand. Uh, I, was at a, no, I was at a Halloween party, but um, oh. yeah. Um, oh. Were you dressed uh, as, um, I, Jer- I, don't know, I was going to say Owen Farrell or Jerome Garcia. No, I was thinking. I was thinking of like I had like a like an outfit. I was I was, I was batching James. We were both. He was a little vampire, and I was a big vampire. Huge. But then I was oh. I was like last last minute. I was like, fuck. Maybe I should just wear like full Springbok rugby kit. But then I did. <laughs> but but then I didn't have good socks. So I was just like, yeah. There was the uh, like, ra- Rather rather not half asset. Um, did I sleep like a baby? No, because I have a baby, Adam. Oh. Once you have a baby, you never sleep like a baby. And let me break something down for you. Babies don't sleep like babies either. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it's been least... sounding heated. Yeah, yeah geez. I, was, I thought I thought everything would be great in, in your world. No, no, no. Every, everything is great. Do you know what? I had quite a lot to drink last night, and I'm not hungover either. So oh, there you go. Just, uh, yep, that's that, 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 <laughs> that's just that, that's what kapai like. That's, that's straight exactly away. That. That's just part of the of the miracle package. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, the package has not been extended yet. Because fuck, I was feeling it this morning. I'm not Adam. I'm fine. No, I, I went for some steak last night. I ordered this 200 gram uh, 
Ram got brought to my plate and looked like a fucking spur steak. It looked like real cuck. And I ate it and it actually tasted pretty good. So I was just like, okay, cool. The spring box did oh. sprinkle some magic on it. If you had seen it, Alex, you, you would have thrown up. It was like... It I looked, probably would have. Oaks, yeah. Oaks were laughing at me. They were like, your steak looks what like shit. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well. Why well, you but, took 200? Oh, no, it was, I had a 200 <laughs> at the Baron near me, and it was really nice. I thought, oh, okay, cool. Because I was trying to save a bit of money as well. Yeah, I got burnt, eh? So the next time, you got to go for that 300 fillet. If that's the only way to go. Or at least the 300 Gust. rump. Right. <laughs> Two, 200, 200 rump is a weird... That's a weird size cut, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. they have to really, like, try hard to make to find a 200 yeah. rump. I think that's the problem. Yeah. So, lessons learned. Lessons learned. But, like, let's get into the meat. Like the let's get, let's get into the meat of this. Yeah, this, this, this episode is going to be, like, a 1.5k, like, Texan steak. So, yeah. so let's get started. I was going to say it was going to be, like, more like rubber on the bone. Sort of shit, you know. Ooh. Oh, the one cooked. Yeah. Massive tomahawk. So, so like, like, like a, like a Kobe ribeye, like costs more than yeah. your car, sort I of think, thing. I think if we're, if we're honest with ourselves, guys, we are more quantity than quality. But um, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving the, no, I'm loving could, the praise we, that we're heaping up. I'm loving the, I'm loving the ambition. We could be yeah. oxtail, oxtail. It takes like hours, but the end result is like fucking delicious. Yeah, so. that's actually the best one. Yeah. I've, I've been making oxtail this week, so that I'll, I'll go through that metaphor. I'm gonna try. So you've started for Thursday already? I, uh, not, not quite yet. I need to uh, get the, the, the ingredients. But speaking of ingredients, uh, these are our, um, on the recipe for this episode. I hope you like what these cooking metaphors, Alex. Yeah, uh, right. Them. Intro. Tick, we, ha- we actually do have some news uh, beyond the Rugby World Cup at South Africa being the world champions and this being the world champion podcast for the world champions. And then, Phil, yes. uh, he just sent us a very brief voice note from Japan, him and his brother Alex, no relation to this Alex, managing to get tickets for the game. So just to recite what, what Phil and Alex saw in Japan, they saw the quarterfinal victory, the semifinal victory, uh, New Zealand stomping Wales in the third, fourth playoff, and they saw the fucking final. So they no, they be... didn't see our quarterfinal yeah. win. No, they, they didn't see uh, they didn't see our quarterfinal win. They saw England's quarterfinal win. Yeah, they saw England's uh, quarterfinal and, and win. Yeah, saw... England over didn't Australia. They see, didn't they see two quarterfinals? No, no, no. They just saw England England's quarterfinal, South Africa semi-final. Then oh, they had okay. tickets for the third, fourth playoff, and then those bastards somehow oh, found yeah. tickets for the final. Um, who, who, who's, who's giving them tickets to the I, final? I, I who is like the Alex? I don't know. So we'll. I don't know, but if. All I know is that if, if karma exists at all, they will die in a plane crash on their way home. Yeah, and do you know what? They they they'll die happy. They'll die happy. Yeah, yeah it's worth it. I I'd, I'd, I'd make that deal every day of the week. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, who like like do you think full sold a kidney? Like how how do you get tickets? Well, so I was I was thinking like they probably were quite a lot of tickets from salty New Zealand fans, right? Yeah. That's but true. but yeah. then they would have they would have been um sort of coerced into trading their third fourth tickets maybe which they didn't do so they somehow found a way they they found some suicidal new zealander who was just willing to give it all up or something i don't know i just i like um, the fact that uh they say african english and of malaysian heritage and then poor alex yeah. it was wearing the england shirt <laughs> yeah. Yo, did they, out of curiosity, did they draw straws or uh, you can ask them, but I mean, so they were both born in England, I think. Actually, I'm not sure if Alex was born in England, but um, their dad's English. So, and and Alex is about, uh, I think, five years, six or six years older than Phil. So he obviously feels a bit more of English kinship because he was older when they moved to South Africa, whereas Phil moved quite young, so he 
developed much more of an affinity for South Africa over time. Uh, that's my reading of it at least, but Phil can obviously tell does you this, Does this set a tone for draft 2020 next year? Uh, it absolutely does. At all costs, we need to prevent the Hornsby's from winning because <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you guys my players uh, when it comes to Alex, so time. What you're saying, anything what you're saying. to stop Phil. Alex, so what you're saying is there should be a lot more lock trades this year. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you... yeah. If Alex Hornsby comes to you with a deal for a trade, just just let me know and we'll sort something out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So after the after the note, we're glad that they they are alive. But we'll chat the third and fourth uh, playoff where uh, the great Ben Smith had to highlight me. He bowed out from the international game, and then we're going to go through the semi. Uh, excuse me, the final in detail. Uh, we'll each discuss two key moments. Uh, then we'll just go through lineouts, kicking from hand, goal kicking, handling, tackling, slash defense, back forwards, and then we have the tries at the end. Plus much banter in between so i guess let's kick off straight away like hundred Pollard did when South won the rugby world cup final yesterday with some news from cape town we've been talking about it for ages the stormers they uh, it's now been confirmed they're going to be playing their rugby from um, a new stadium in 2021 uh, let's see here oh cape town stadium that's right we'll be hosting the stormers yeah, well, it was always yeah, it, was, it was either that or Athlone. Uh, pretty much yeah yeah so, they the coin. it seems here They'll play their last game um, in 2020 uh, at Newlands next year. I don't know if they've been allocated any test match. It is possible maybe they might get allocated a test match. Uh, Stavik confirmed the move. I'm just trying to see here. Oh, club president Zoltmarie said this is a watershed vote for Western Province Rugby. As you open an exciting new chapter, which will ensure our financial stability. That's where it is. Western Province are broke. And I think as you discussed, Alex, in the pod what, last week, the week before. By the way, good job hosting, by the way. Um, uh, I'll... Don't... Don't, don't patronize me. I know I did a terrible job. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was. I, I was trying to hint that I was listening, actually. But okay. as, as the guy, as the guys, well, you, you, you so just guys revealed that you, you clearly weren't listening if you think I did a nice job. <laughs> if, if, uh, I think one of the main stubbing blocks for the move was because the city of Cape Town. They're going to be they'll handle maintenance costs. They're going to add more suite to the stadium. But frankly, it's because Western Province are broke. I think they're getting 130 million. Well, they're getting the exact amount of money, no coincidence, to cover their debt, plus a percentage of the sale of the land of Newlands for development. But that's only going to really start turning over profit in the next five years. So, uh, Western Province, they are, are selling probably some of the most valuable land in the country at a song because the club, or excuse me, the union has been poorly managed. But they should have moved to Cape Town Stadium ages ago. I'm glad it has an anchor tenant. And at some point, Cape Town, I'd love to go watch. I actually haven't watched a game there. I'm going to go watch the Tennis Federer Nadal match there next year. I'll be the first time oh, I've gone cool. to Catan Stadium. So I'm, I'm quite Well, there, there, there is a chance that could line up with some Super Rugby, actually, Adam. Because when's it? Feb? Uh, first weekend of February, I think. Or yeah, you could, uh, you could get lucky there. Yo, I have to convince the wife to. The tennis she was in for of going to the rugby. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can convince her for that. You've come all the way to Cape Town. You might as well just go spend two hours in Newland Stadium watching Rugby. Yeah, I was going to say, it's oh, only I two hours. Newlands. Go on, convince me two hours. When I lived in Cape Town in 2010, um, I watched a couple, in 2009, I, I actually watched all my matches there from the media box. Which is quite nice. Box. Yeah, so, which, is, which is pretty good. So, Newlands are moving to, Adam uh, just flexing moving to the past as Western Province moved to Cape Town Stadium. About time, but ultimately it's a result of a lot of wrangling and poor financial management. But you know, it is what it is. Speaking of new start, the Lions, they have named their new coach for the 2020 season after the resignation of Swayster Brain. Uh, Ivan van Rooyen 
he was named the coach on Wednesday. He's 37, which is interesting. It's interesting how the profile coaches is getting a little bit younger. Uh, I'm trying to see mm. what it says here. So, okay, oh, he said, Van Rijn, we have the opportunity to create something very special. We have a young but dynamic team and a blank canvas. And uh, I won't go into any further details. He has coached the Lions at Curry Cup level, and he was serving under De Bruyne prior to his resignation. Was he involved during the Ackerman era as well? I'm just uh, he would have been about 12 then. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, as a, maybe as a water boy. He, oh, he's, he's been at the Lions for 10 years. He started as a coach of age limit teams. He was the conditioning yeah. coach before assisting De Bruyne. So, okay, he, he was involved even during the Ackerman era. So he, he is, in a sense, a legacy appointment. Yeah, no, so it's not bad, because I, I do yeah. think that the Lions do need continuity. I don't think it is the kind of, they don't need to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater sort of yeah. thing. I don't think they need a completely, you know, blank, uh, like, wipe everything clean. So I think yeah. a bit of continuation is probably a positive in this case. Yeah, I think it's a good appointment. Uh, yeah, they, they get a, he's got a hell of a rebuilding job in his hands. Because uh, Malcolm Marks, Crocker Smith, they're not there next year, so it's going to be a very raw Lions team. But yeah, the Lions team's going to yeah, be yeah. But they, they, that was essentially their Curry Cup team, and they did all right. Yeah, I guess so. But, well, look, the expectations won't be super high, so we can, yeah, we can probably say that. It's right? good. It's good. As a as a Lions fan, I, I welcome I welcome the Lions uh, uh, to fall back into mediocrity. It, it makes supporting them a lot less stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, that is true. And the last piece of news, uh, the Springboks are now world champions, and they are now the world's number one ranked team, thanks to the IRB's uh, ranking system, which definitely doesn't make any sense mm. most of the time. Today it does. This is the first time... Yeah, it makes perfect been... sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah the right time... now it makes sense. <laughs> this is the first time South Africa have been number one since 2009, uh, on 94.19 points. New Zealand are second on 92.11 and England are third on 88.82, Wales are fifth on 85.02, Ireland are above Australia. That's probably maybe a slightly contentious point because both of those teams were a bit disappointing. France, if, I wonder where France would be. They're currently seventh on 80.88 if they had beaten Wales. I guess England. They, mm. no, yeah, but also if they if they played England, yeah, like that probably would have helped. Yeah, and then Japan are, I think, deservedly eighth, Scotland ninth, and Argentina tenth. So, yeah, they're, they're mostly in line, I must yeah. say. Uh, quick question. Well, I, don't, I don't know, like, because personally, I think Argentina would be able to roll both Japan and Scotland. Yeah, if they showed any yeah. bit of consistency. I, don't, I think that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't think that's controversial. Yeah. No, but, but I guess they're all within sort of one or two places yeah, of each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Look, I mean, we, we also need to address, like, Japan did a fantastic job this World Cup, but it was like they did punch above their weight. They haven't been this good all along. It's not like yeah. a, like a best kept secret kind of thing. They just like they put everything they had into making a quarterfinal, and they did it. And that's as far as they were ever going to go. They're not better than that, unfortunately. It doesn't matter who they if they played anyone in the quarterfinals, they would have lost, I think. So, and that's fine. Like coming from where they've been in the, in the over the past you know twelve years of World Cups or whatever. It's like phenomenal growth, but it's not, yeah, like they don't suddenly become like a rugby superpower overnight. Hmm. Um, and Argentina, yeah, same kind of thing, right? They also, in fact, I'd say they underperformed this World Cup. Yeah, Argen uh, Argentina had a bad World Cup, hmm. so let's, like, you shouldn't just write them off for the rest of time because of it. Yeah, yeah but so, I mean, the rankings are fluid. They're going to, by Monday, 
by end of November they'll be different again. Yeah. Well, the Bucks will probably all wake up with a hangover and then they'll lose points in the rugby rankings or something. I assume that's our yeah, but, Oh, are we? Oh, is it going to be? Are there going to be tours now? No, I don't think there's anything uh, scheduled for November. I think the yeah, next time we see yeah, national rugby would be June. Yeah, I'll say, well, there'll be Six Nations, obviously. Yeah, I'll say, so Six Nations. Yeah, there'll be still Six Nations, but for the Southern Hemisphere, Super Rugby, that's when next we'll see guys. So it's interesting. So they're going to have Six Nations. So they'll all play each other and then presumably get points. So, I mean, England could climb up above SA without SA doing shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's hap- that happens. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's whatever, it's and like, true. and and I mean we'll we'll get to that, but I I'm I'm not I'm not mad at the suggestion that England is the best team in the world, on paper. Um, uh, we're better. They're not. The end. They're not. They're not world champs. I'm not yeah. saying they're better than us. I'm just saying like it's these things are. Are like are difficult to pin down, right? No, that, no, that's, that's because no, 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 it makes no saying, sense. The rankings formula at times makes no sense. Okay, well, speaking of making sense, well, I haven't actually listened to Phil's voice note, and it was short and sweet. So um, clearly, clearly, what he has to say was mostly said in your comment about the Springboks. So here is Phil from Japan. What, what's the, what was the feature called, by the way? Was it Fill Me In? Fill us in. Fill us in. Jeez, I always yeah, it's not all about. In. It's not all about you, Adam. Come I on. always used to say "filled in by full," but I, I can't even fucking remember. Yeah, Adam, that sounds that sounds dirty, man. Don't yeah, say that. That's, oh, that's this is supposed to be a PG podcast, man. Come on. Sorry, it's we definitely oh, not yeah. a PG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, yeah. Is... I'm I'm I'm, I'm naked right now. Only if the only if the P stands for filth, spotted. <laughs> <laughs> like filth. Yeah, is uh, first in with. I'm filling in the blank right now. Alex. After watching the final. One last voice note from me in Japan. What an experience it's been. Absolutely incredible evening last night. Just want to start by saying that Someone managed to pull through, one of my colleagues from work, and uh, we were so fortunate and so grateful to be able to go and watch the watch the game last night, and what an incredible experience it was. Perfect weather, perfect game, 70,000 people in an amazing stadium. Uh, we were behind the poles uh, on the side that South Africa were attacking in the first half, and it's uh, an occasion I'll never forget, and the crowd was up for it, the atmosphere was incredible. And wow, didn't South Africa just bring their air game from from really actually looking comfortable under the high ball for probably the first match in the tournament to Pimpy, Colby lighting it up on the wings. Beautiful, beautiful hands from um, in the center. Dallander being as bulldozing as ever. Pollard managing to keep his composure even after missing his first kick and Faf being Faf being Faf. What a what a player and the collective pack was just absolutely physically superior and that allowed the backs to just flourish. Uh, special mention to Beast who just rolled back the years like it was 2009 and just monstering their scrum and Peter Steph de Toy who I thought was the best forward on the field. He was just everywhere, every single rock it seemed like he was just making his presence known. Um, 
and so yes, on my, we're on the way to Osaka now, leaving Tokyo behind before coming back to Cape Town, leaving tomorrow. So it's been quite an experience, but it's been a long one too. So I'm looking forward to forward to getting home as much as I've loved every minute of being here. So with that, peace out and enjoy the podcast. I know it will be a good one. Cheers. And there you have it. That is the wow. end of Falasin with Phil, live from Japan. Wow. I um, can't believe that all happened in one go. I know. That's dude. that's that's great. That's great, Craig, by Phil. Yeah. Uh, Phil, amazing. quick shout out for us. Thank you so much. Even, I think the one time you were definitely hungover slash drunk. I'm not quite sure. I don't, does Phil even drink? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Just, just the one time? <laughs> does Phil even <laughs> But I know um, from our side, we very much appreciated it. This has added a bit of spice. It even gave me a kick up the ass to even make a little jingle for you like I did last week. So at least I could use it twice. Uh, I did come late to the game uh, as well. So thank you very much to Phil and Alex for supplying us that stuff from Japan. Um, as Alex said, we're very jealous of you, fucktards. Um, that was just incredible. And we do wish you safe travels back to South Africa. And I'm, look, I'm sure we look forward to catching up with you. This is here about your travails and your journey. So I'm sure it was a once-in-a-lifetime achievement. Now, uh, something that's most definitely not a once-in-a-lifetime achievement for players is the third or fourth playoff, the game that nobody really wants to play. New Zealand played yeah. Wales, and New Zealand did what New Zealand did, thumping them. I don't have the score in front of me. Damn it. Oh. What was the score? Uh, 40 odd 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, so, oh, yeah, that, 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 that B, I, I guess he's. I guess they they do it in first name alphabetical order. Then I think they do it in order of your ranking in the Jedi Order. Uh, and as a as a Jedi Master, his name would be right at the top. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> what did he pick up? Two yesterday. Huh? Two, two yesterday, not... dude. His his first one was like yeah. was Prime Ben Smith. Yeah. No, the first like, one was Prime Ben Smith. He just like carves them up and like. I swear to God, I, like I joke about him being a Jedi, but like he's got this force field around him, and you just can't touch him. It doesn't no, make any sense. Like he's he's he, greased he, up or something. No, because you, you you look at him and you're just like, this is a guy. Yeah. Like, like you know, if if you saw like say you saw like um, Jack Goodhue in the in the shops or Rico Ioni or whatever, you'd be like, okay, that dude's a fucking monster. He's probably a professional sportsman or a nightclub bouncer. Yeah, or like an alligator hunter. Yeah, probably an alligator hunter in Jack Goodhue's case. Yeah, definitely. But if you saw Ben Smith, you'd be like, "This is a person. He could, <laughs> you know, he could, he could fucking hide in a crowd yeah. of one sort of thing." Like he if, if you bumped into him at the, su- at the supermarket, you'd ask him like, "So where's the cornflakes?" And then he'd yeah. be like, "Sorry, I don't actually work here." Like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, my my mistake, sorry." Sorry, I, he would say, "No, sorry, I only handle the books. I don't know." What I think I think I think that's what happens on like on the rugby field is that. Players like the defenders see him running towards them, and like in their deep in their subconscious, they're like, "Oh God, here's like some random from the crowd. He's streaking." <laughs> and like yeah. the game, and like I don't want to tackle him in case I get sued, so I'm just gonna leave him until the ref like blows the whistle, and then next thing you know, he scored oh. a double. Yeah, and and both of those tries, one we kind of cut back against the angle. Uh, I, I, I also think there's, 
Yeah, he had well, on Josh Adams, a... which made me very pleased. I think there was that a... was a filthy handle. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. there was it was there was a good uh, symbolism in that handle because I don't think Josh Adams deserved to be the top try scorer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he did what he had to, but Josh Adams, top try scorer, doesn't really have a nice ring to it. Especially especially his fucking try um, during that game on Friday, it was fucking mm-hmm. like he. Why was he there? He's a fucking wing. Yeah, he stole that from a forward. Yeah, like, it was also, what if the scrum off had gone? It'd be like, oh, I'm going to buzz one out to Josh Adams. Oh, no, fucking Josh Adams is waiting to fucking pick a drive or whatever. No, you must fuck off. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, okay, congrats to Josh Adams. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a pretty good tournament, actually. He had uh, a good tournament, and I would put him in my tournament, in my team tournament, team of, of the tournament. But, like, top try scorer, come on. Like, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Especially when you think about the way Wales played in so many of their games. Yeah, because he, because what, he must have scored like 80% of Wales' tries. At the same time, like, yeah. maybe that makes it more impressive, right? Yeah. Like, seven, seven Wales tries are the equivalent of like 12 tries for any other team. Uh, sorry, yeah, Pussy, if Josh Adams was an all-black, he would have scored like 25 tries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was 40-17, by the way. So I've just seen the, the end score now. Um, a pretty classic New Zealand performance. A lot of offloads out the tackle. The first try was really nice, actually, for Joe Moody. World, World Rugby is one of their dirtiest players. I really don't like Joe Moody. He had pace. How many prop meters was that, Matt? No. Oh, God. That was almost a full 60 prop meters. Yeah, it was like flat out Jesus, sprint for 60, you got, 60 meters. He got that one from miles away. And he <laughs> yeah. <and> just went. <laughs> Why were New Zealand even running it from that deep? It was madness, eh? Yeah, they're running it from that deep, and they're like, yeah, throw it to, <laughs> throw it to me, I'm sure you'll find a gap. <laughs> Fun fact, he actually, he actually stopped running 10 meters before the try line, and momentum just carried him the rest of the way. Out of curiosity, are we sure it wasn't just five Damien McKenzie's in a, in a Joe Moody Halloween outfit? <laughs> no, because um, sure the, the, the knees were functioning well, so it wasn't Damien McKenzie. Oof. Well, yeah, actually, I'm glad you raised his name. We'll have a brief chat about him just a little later. Uh, Wales, it was their second team. They weren't that bad. I like the reserve nine. I actually don't don't have his name in front of me. He added like a lot of energy, which is quite nice. Thomas Williams. James yeah, doesn't he's, like he's really him. Good. Yeah, I, I, I really like uh, James, him. No, that wasn't. No, that wasn't James. That was that was Joe watching a YouTube video on her phone or something. Which story on Instagram? Uh, well, I guess, look, talking from Wales first, before we get on to, I'm just sure we have quite a bit to discuss with the All Blacks. Uh, Wales, overall, if you had to grade their tournament, what, do you think it was like a success, a pass, or a fail? I'd say it's a success. I know they're very disappointed that they didn't make the final, any other team would be. But then, uh, in that, first of all, do you think they could have beaten England? Um, and secondly, uh, do you think they need to change the start of play in a sense? given how attritional it is. I I, I don't think teams should change their style of play. Like, I honestly think you should look at your, look at your players, look at what's happening in the, and choose a style of play and then commit to it. Mm, I think we saw from New Zealand in the final. Yeah. Yeah. Pick, pick the players that suit, you know, pick your, pick, find the best players in your country. You know, it's like a balance. And I think we've seen from New Zealand changing your style of play isn't good like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't help you yeah. um with wales's tournament i i would say it's about average considering yeah. they, they they won the six nations eh? yeah, I, would, yeah. Sweet. I would give them a i'd give them a b plus yeah which is a, like a good enough mark i mean you can't complain about coming fourth in a world cup like 
I mean, look yeah. at the teams that got kicked out in the in the quarterfinals. Like they beat some good teams, and their game against Australia was still, I would say, one of the better games of the tournament. You know what? Really that was that was probably their best performance of the tournament. It, it was, yeah. It was, I, it was. I was reading somewhere. I don't know if it was Welsh media somewhere. Like, if in terms of the the regional rugby system, Gatlin more like chose players and developed them within the Welsh setup because apparently the regional system isn't that strong. So in a sense, it's yeah. he, this is his group of players. I guess on your on your pet point, Ben, he kind of chose a style of play that suits his players. And Wales have made two semi-finals in a row with far less playing resources to compared to France or yeah, yeah. England, for example. Yeah. I, I'd I'd say it was an A, but I guess maybe that's not good enough from their perspective. No, so I mean, no, I don't I don't think you would give an A to anyone who doesn't make the the finals. Yeah, no, that's fair. No. Um, and like especially as you said, like Six Nations champions, and you come fourth in the world, that is a step down, mm-hmm. right? You would like to think, as a Northern Hemisphere supporter of any team, you'd like to think that the team that wins the Six Nations will, at the very least, be in the top two teams in the world. Otherwise, like, what are you guys really doing up there, you know? Um, and we kind of feel differently. We've always felt historically that, you know, the, the, the two best teams in the Southern Hemisphere are probably going to be the two best teams in the world. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that they... Look, we, we, we predicted this, right? We said this two weeks ago after the quarterfinal. We said that... Wales had had like run their race. They had won the Six Nations. They made it into the semi-finals. That was what they were aiming for, and like they didn't have enough left in the tank to make it all the way to the final. And they were, I mean, they were close. It was, but for the grace of Francois Lowe pilfering in a ruck that could just as easily have been a penalty the other way if Grasse yeah. had seen it differently, yeah. they would have been in the final instead of us. And Squidge, Squidge on Twitter said. He believed that if Wales had been in the final yesterday, they would have beaten England. It's possible, and I, I could, I could believe that because of how atrocious yeah. England played. Um, but yeah, but uh, I'm so sorry, sorry. Uh, were Wales in the final yesterday? <laughs> no, they weren't. Okay, good, good. So, so, so Wales weren't in the final. No, Wales were not in the final. Okay, good. I just want to confirm that. Okay, good. <laughs> but so this is the thing, right? Is that I, I, I take his point, but I think in, in our semi-final. And it's like, especially in the context of yesterday and Friday's games, I think it, what was clear was that we played below ourselves in that semi-final against Wales. Like yesterday shows how much more we can offer, and I think Friday shows that Wales were playing like at their uppermost limit against us. I think okay, they made a lot of mistakes, but like they threw everything into that semi-final against us. They still were, were three points short. They couldn't quite get there, and we we I think if if the game hadn't if, like, if we needed to put more into that game to win it, I think we could have. Hmm. So I don't think that their fourth fourth place uh, finish is inaccurate. I think like that's where they belong in the world. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think that they wanted that. So that's why I, 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 I see them falling just short of an A mark. I think they get a B plus. Um, yeah. Hmm. And only one of their players uh, um, made more made double digits tackles on Friday, by the way. So their defense what? was. Yeah, it was a bit of a second team, though. I think it's important to note that. But so, it's just, I mean, the second team from the second team. Like, no, you're not but supposed to have a second team at that point. Yeah, you shouldn't have a second team at the World Cup. That's the. If you're a, if you're a first tier nation, your top 30 players should be interchangeable. Yeah. And they were up against the second team. Although, well, debatably. Well, this is, this is what I think we're going to discuss now. Yeah, that's the prescient point I think we'll even try to buy when we get to the final. So, yeah, let's do that. Let's move on to the All Blacks. 
definitely a F mark in a sense. Uh, you probably give them a C given the high standards that they set. No, to, to be honest, if the if the All Blacks into go to a World Cup and they don't win that World Cup, in the eyes of Everyone. New Zealand, <laughs> and I think them, it's a complete failure. No, it's you're, a, you're it's right. an F. It's a, so uh, you made we made the point earlier. The semi-final team, do you think it would have performed better? Where, where, uh, I know Benson has started at 14, but rather you have Smith at 15, Ryan Crotty. I do think this, they would have been better at centre with Ryan Crotty. Mm. I'm, no, I'm not so I, convinced about uh, Sonny Bull at 13. So I just, excuse me, sorry, they had Ryan Crotty at 13, Sonny Bull at 12. Do you think that team would have performed better? Compared to yes. Not, not the, so hang on. So not the forwards. I think the forward pack that they played against yeah. England was the right the right one, with the exception of, yeah. of Scott Barrett at blindside blank. Yeah, that was Hanson even said his matches. His no, matches no, with so. hindsight though, like at the time we thought it was quite a good call. Uh, yeah, well we thought it was a necessary call, but yeah. like only because they had they they painted themselves into that corner by not selecting Frizzell. Consistent. Yeah, but not giving Frizzell or Squire or whatever the, the game time they actually yeah. needed to, to exactly. be ready for that responsibility. Yeah. yeah, so like they were forced to, to roll the dice on it. But the back line, yeah, I, I think this is, okay, all right, Rico Rico Ioni has had a shocking year. Like yeah. by his standards, he's had an F of a year. Um, so I wouldn't play him. I'd play George Bridge on the left wing. I, would, I wouldn't play both Crotty and Williams. But I also wouldn't play both Antoine Brown and Jack Goodyear. I think if you're in a semi-final against a team as good as England, you need to have at least one guy who's been there before. Um, so I would have played probably Sonny Bull um, at 12. With I would have played Antoine Brown at 13. In hindsight, he was pretty poor, so Jack Goodyear would have been the better option. But I think the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes they made was picking Sevier Reese. <coughs> And backing him over Ben Smith, uh, like it just goes against everything that the All Blacks have been known to do in, in big games. Like they always revert to the guys that they know can get you a job you, done. The yeah, thing is, you 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 know you know Ben Smith can win you a World Cup semi final. Yeah. You know Ryan Crotty can win a World Cup semi final. Yeah. You don't know if Severis can. Like and yeah. and well, I think I, I think we, I we all know I'm I'm Severis's biggest fan arguably yeah well you and, you, like, and the, you and the judge that let him off but yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, was I, I the judge that let him off <laughs> so look Sevi Reese had like a, had a red hot um, super rugby season but like, I mean he's is he a bit of a flat track bully like because he, he kind of relies on that on, on just sort of dominating his opposite number. No, I don't, I don't think he's a flat-track bully. He always makes you meters and gets over the advantage line. No, I, I do think... I, but I just don't think he suits their... their game plan. Like, you yeah. don't need... You don't need... The way New Zealand play... Because they're so dynamic with their passing game, you don't need two finishers. Yeah. Or you I, don't need two, yeah. two out and out, say, like, pace. Like, I would have been fine if they'd played Severis at 11. Because yes, yeah, to, to, to me, him and George Bridge are, like, obviously they bring slightly different things, but they're, like, as effective, yeah. if you know what I mean. I mean, if anything, George Bridge is more of a, like... 14, a, yeah. Yeah, more of a 14, actually. I'm surprised that they don't play him, they don't switch no, the round. can we, once again, Hanson is fucking clueless. Yeah. But can I, can I maybe jump the gun on something you um, teed up a bit earlier, Adam, mm-hmm. and, and pose the question of if the All Blacks had Damien McKenzie... Yeah, would so they, yeah, yeah. Matt mentioned have, that. Would they, would they have won that World Cup? 
well, everything would have changed. It's almost like, what do you call it, quantum mechanics with butterfly effect? Because yeah. they kind of built, I was reading an article and stuff this morning about how they really built their whole team structure around McKenzie and, give me a second here, Barrett. Rotating between yeah. the two, then McKenzie got injured, and that caused an entire rethink. He's almost the forgotten man, all this weirdly enough. That and Gani Lamapi, actually, I feel like not taking. No, but yeah. I don't. Lamapi, yeah. he's like he's a luxury player. Like know. he's not. I think he would have been better value than Sunny Bill, to be honest. But Sunny Bill gives okay. He doesn't. He doesn't give you as much go forward as Lamapi. But Sunny Bill isn't a. He isn't a small man. This is all in hard he still hits, but... It still hits the line hard. But then what about McKenzie? No, I think, what do you think about the McKenzie? I think, I think like Nani, on Nani Lamapi, like I think he's as good as the system he's in. Um... So like he he flourishes with the with the hurricanes, but I don't think he'd like you you couldn't just pick him up and and drop him in the shit team and he'd make them good. Yeah. So like I don't think he would have made the difference for them this year. But but I do I genuinely think like having McKenzie at fifteen and allowing Bowden Barrett mm-hmm. to play his 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 favorite position at ten, and then yeah. being able to finish the game with Moanga off the bench, is that would, that would be better. It feels it feels a lot better. Like and you do that. Then you have Ben Smith at 14, and you have either one of Crotty or, or Sunny Bull at 12. I think that's a World Cup winning backline. I think they would have won the World Cup. Yeah, I just think Crotty, when he got injured during but, but, the, but the British Ireland the... season se- series, uh, you saw the drop off in a sense of how important he was in organisation, that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Crotty like, does a lot of unseen work. Sorry, yeah, I mean, because I can. I, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of people who are going to be shouting at the pod uh, right now. Let me just be clear. I don't think anyone could beat us when we're in yesterday's mood. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like no, You could no, bring no, the yeah. 2009 Springboks. You can bring the 2011 All Blacks. You can bring fucking anyone. And if, we, if we're if we in yesterday's mood, we win that game 10 times out of 10. That 2015 All Black team, though, that would be a game, though. That 2015 All Black <laughs> team was fucking we, we, so. yesterday's Yesterday's Springboks would have beaten them. Hmm. That's a claim. That would be, well, I don't, that would be a hell of a match. Um, so, Ben, you were going to say? Um, uh, just, just, just one thing. We, we, we are sort of lining it up to say all our things are like backline, backline, backline. But don't you think New Zealand lost to England in the forwards? No, they did. No, no, they got smashed up. Well, that's also what I read. Liam Squire? Because, because like, no, no, matter, no matter who your backline is, if your forwards aren't giving you go forward and they aren't giving you good ruck ball, you know, you could stick whoever you want out there. It doesn't matter. I I kind of think they lost in the coaching booth. I think. Yeah, it was, thank it was, thank it was, you. It was it was tactical. I don't think it was like selection. Yeah, like, yeah Hanson Hanson got out thought. But I, but I think having it's having the more experienced guys on the pitch would have made his strategy workable. As because I mean that's the whole thing with Hanson, right? He relies on his players. That's our contention. So if you have the guy, the right guys on the pitch, they would have found a way to make it work. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I the know. if you're looking at the forward battle, I don't think I have an issue with the tight five they really chose. Even leaving, leaving Owen Franks, he wouldn't have. He doesn't get. He's not mobile enough, so I don't really have too much of an issue there. They lost it in the loose forwards where Curry and Underhill went to town, with, like mm. attacking the ruck. So not playing Kane, yeah, hindsight. But beyond that, New Zealand really struggled. They had a problem with their six for the last two years. Actually, I know Jacobson. I don't know if Jacobson would have made a difference. So next World Cup, he'll be around. Yeah, but now, but now I was chatting to Michael Charles about this. Now Reed's retiring as well. Yeah. So now they, have a, yeah. now they have a problem with eight as well. Maybe Jacobson's the answer there. I'm just trying to think. Who's the other Akira hasn't really measured up just yet. Akira, like, they, they just don't like him, really. And oh. then, or they could retread Squire or Frizzell. 
Squire well, I mean, was a huge loss. He was like, they wanted him to take Jerome Kano's place. Squire, after... Squire was sort of like, he was he was almost like the crotty of their forward pack. Like, you mm. didn't really see what he did well. But, but back... he was vital. Yeah, their back row is unbalanced against the big teams. Uh, I think that's kind of where Adi Sevilla really needed that bit of extra balance. Um, it's a good question, hey? Next year's going to be fascinating. Come rugby championship it, time, actually. See what's there's, there's, there's a few options. I mean, they like I don't want to go into big yeah, time now because we'll I think we'll, we'll talk about this in the off season. But like guys like Luke Jacobson, for example, are yeah. going to start coming through the system a lot more. Mm. And like even Peter Gusto Akula for the Crusaders, I'm sure he'll get regular starts now in, in Kieran Reed's absence. Um, yeah, they've. They'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Peter Gus, you, oh, you mean you mean way to Douglas? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I was talking about uh, sorry. So, so for the Chiefs, but I yeah, for the Chiefs. Mean, yeah. I did yeah. actually mean Fetu Douglas. But, but yeah, Fetu Douglas oh. is a very much read mold player. Smart, but he's not that young though, which is interesting as well. He's not. He's not wet behind. Yeah, what's he? Twenty-eight or something? Eh? Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to think. Who's the eight at the Highlanders? I can't remember. Oh god, the Highlanders is like a bloody conveyor belt. Yeah, it, could be, could be, it could be White yeah, Lock. It was, it was or... White Lock this year. It was so White Lock, I think, uh, this year. No. It was White Lock this year, but I think he's leaving. Yeah, he's going to Japan. Yeah. And then, uh, who's the other team? So I have drawn, I'm drawing a blank. The Chiefs 8. Well, there's also Bush the, blue, the Blues. Oh, Blues. Well, it's Akira. Well, that's Akira, yeah. Akira. And then Crusaders. The Hurricanes. Hurricanes. The Hurricanes of yes. Gareth Evans, but he's. He's you know, he's, he's, no, but he's also super, super oh, active. You, know you know what's going to happen? Adi Seville will probably move to eight, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I back that. Like I was, I always felt like eight was probably his best position. I did uh, eight, and then are we going to no, see like? Might, Mitch he is almost. He is. Dupacy Karifi. Karifi, maybe oh, for the Hurricanes. I don't think he'll play for the. Who, who for the did you say, Matt? Sorry, you said a name. I thought Karpik. I thought Karpik. We, no. we could be be seeing the start <laughs> no, of Karpik's like brilliant <laughs> fucking multi-decker. Karpik, the Karpik era. Karpik is a he's a fucking demon in draft because he just brings in massive hauls off the bench. That's an all-black starter. Karpik. I'm not so sure. So. I'm sorry, guys. Karpik, like Karpik's out of his depth in Super Rugby. Like he's not a fucking all-black Yo, no, no, but 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 guys, don't don't you know though? Because Tano Manya is calling for uh, uh, the next coach of New Zealand to be a Maori. Yeah, so, so, so obviously Mitch, Mitchell Karpik's the obvious choice. You know, he's the most Maori <laughs> yeah. guy there is. What, one final thing in New Zealand, I think we need to move on to the final. Is it Hooker Dan Coles? He got injured within the first 20 minutes in the third place playoff. Liam Colton came off the bench. Cody Taylor uh, as well. Actually, Coles performed better off the bench against England than Taylor did. So even at Hooker, I don't think it's entirely decided as well. I have a feeling Coles and Coles has been signed till 2021, I think. Yeah, let, let's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think let's, I think we could talk about this. Sucked suck me into a black hole that I could talk about. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, let's not let's not get sucked in. <laughs> Uh, right, let's, just let's... before we move on, I'm, I'm, my guess is a Safa Amu is going to be the next. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's going to be hot property in draft as well. I have my eye on him, so we'll see. Perfect. Ha! <laughs> ah, Damn it. Right, let's move on to, to the reason we're here, ladies and gentlemen. South Africa fucking crushed England in the World Cup final, winning 32 12. Um, oh, say it again, say it again, Adam. South, Af- South Africa won the Rugby World Cup by fucking crushing England. In the Rugby World Cup final in Yokohama yesterday, winning 32-12. It's the second biggest oh. win in a Rugby World Cup final. South Africa have yeah, now won good. three finals from three attempts. We have never conceded a try 
in any final. It was the first time, however, that South Africa had scored a try in a final. We've not beaten England in two finals, and South Africa are the World Rugby Championships. It's probably one of the most awesome. dominant physical displays um, I've ever seen. This was definitely South Africa's best performance of the tournament. No one can doubt it. England, unfortunately, peaked the week before. So the first question yeah. I have for you, gentlemen, I, I thought it's sure a good starting point. There are a couple of firsts that you also left out. Yeah, well, what, what are those? This is, uh, first team to win the World Cup and lose a pool game. Yes. Yeah. And first team to win rugby championship and World Cup in the same year. Yes. So, Matt, you're a bit far, yeah. you a bit far from your mic. Sorry. It sounds... Sorry. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Alan. I can't hear yeah. you, but you, you sound like more oh. the voice of God. You know, just coming, <laughs> coming from the heavens. Can, can I... Yes. Can I give my analogy I've actually I've come up with, and it suits it perfectly? Yes. Great. It was, um, the Springbok World Cup performance was Zoolander. You know how he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Springbok rugby, it's, it's like, it's like okay. fading brilliant. You know, he's got, he's got Ferrari and he's got Blue Steel. Yeah. Those are his looks, but you know, they're going out of style. <laughs> The whole, the whole movie, he sort of bumbles along, just doing enough is, to kind of get by. Is Blue Steel box kicking? And then, and then, bang! What happened when Zoolander needed it most? Magnum. 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 <laughs> Last week's yesterday's performance was Magnum. Uh, it was, it was glorious. It would have stopped a nunchuck. I'm t- uh, uh, what's a, a throwing? Shuriken. Yeah, shuriken. A shuriken. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Dude, it it was best, magnum. It was brilliant. Because the whole week, the whole week, England media kept going on and on about how South Africa only had one look. Mm. Yeah. And one wow. look. One look. Matt one Wilson, look. Matt looking at you. <laughs> what a perk. Right. Oh my this, god. This, That's such a good I made a note of this. It's, it's going to end up in, in the episode description. Uh, right, so the first question I have for all of you, because I, I guess I'm being a bit biased, I had my two moments. It's just two key moments that swung the final, or that, that kind of defined the final in a sense. So, Matt, uh, I'll start with you. Do you have two key moments, or even one? That uh, kind of, I have a feeling there okay, might be a bit of overlap, me, but we'll see. We'll let's, see do we one, let's do one first, because otherwise we'll oh, okay, I, I, think, I think let's go one, 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 one. Or it's unfair because then someone can just take both good moments. Yeah, that's, that's going to take the good moments. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna take, okay well, I'm going to take the one that I really. Th- for me, was that settled said it for me is that massive play where England had like I think 20 phases on our line and we just managed to push them all the way back to the back to our 22 yeah. and just push them yeah. straight off the line and that monstrous defense from that like 20 phases of defense I think was a yeah. huge performance and that sort of set the tone that like England could throw everything they wanted at us but it was like a, stopped it was them like a drove them back five, like a five minute advantage. Jesus, that advantage was, I think, yeah. I think that's officially the longest advantage I've ever seen in my life. I think so, too. It was crazy. Like, I had people message me. To be fair, like, like, to be fair that... Going, saying, like, what's the advantage rule? Like, when is this, when is this advantage over? I thought it was over. To be fair, like, uh, the advantage, he, they didn't go forward, so technically the yeah. advan- they still were under yeah, advantage. Yeah, but he should have, like, but once they lost all those that, meters, yeah. he should have stopped play then. To, yeah. to me, then, like, but you I, know, like, you're in a better position. Playing, like, four phases on the day 22, yeah. I mean, and it was ridiculous. But you never that advantage is never gonna is never gonna be gone because you either you have to score you know, mm. if you get an advantage on the five meter try or the five meter yeah, line was, like you have to score points scoring. or you get the advantage so yeah. it was oh, never well, gonna go away. Well, Alex, let's take it no, to no, you. No, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, your your uh, next next key moment. There's a match of key moments, but which one did you? I, I, mine's actually linked to Matt, so we'll see what yours is. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've got the easy one. I think uh, yeah. my for me the key moment. 
and I genuinely believe this is the moment that defined the entire final. Um, is when Kyle Sinclair went down in the third or fourth uh, minute. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to say that. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> and yeah. who? Uh, um, sorry. And, and, and who? Who elbowed him in the head? Mori Itoji. Mori So Mori Itoji if he's injuring Mario, other players? Mori making a huge impact on yeah. the game as usual. Yeah. Classic. From hero to zero in one week. What a difference a week makes. Well, that's but, a good, uh, yeah, that's I, a I, cool. I'll take the low hanging fruit. I think, like, honestly, I, it, it, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know if Sinclair would have been as demolished by Beast in this world oh as Dan Cole was. Da- Dan um, Cole. Um, I was I was watching with Joe's mom. And she's like, like a few. I was like, when it happened, I was like, this is huge. Yeah. And then when bad. they sent on, they sent on Dan Cole, and and Joe's mom was like, what's this guy like a butcher or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they were like, but you should say that Joe's mom, mom. He's about to butcher this this World Cup opportunity. <laughs> no, but it, but because he was he was he's definitely he was the worst player in the English twenty three. Yeah. yeah, and like, so, so, so it's not even you, his fault. You know how we are talking about like the perfect injury to just yeah. debilitate England, and yeah. we are all saying no, Willie Hines, Owen Farrell. No, it was actually Kyle Sinclair. I don't think anyone said Willie Hines, but yeah, uh, not Willie Hines, Owen Farrell, Farrell, no, yeah, Ben Young, sorry, Ben Youngs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Dan Cole, he looked tense, eh? Well, obviously, everything, looked, everything's dude. everything's in hindsight here, but he he did look a little bit yeah. little bit tense. No, we. And, and we saw his face a lot because it was popping up out of a lot of scrums. <laughs> no, but like when they, when they first went to him on the sideline, like he hadn't even warmed up properly yet. He was, and I mean, you don't expect that, right? So it's a massive oh, thing. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, Jesus. When you, like when you're the coach and you're saying to them, okay, listen, like Kyle, all you got to do is hold your own against Beast and like soften them up a little. And then Dan, you're going to come in against Kitsoff. And like you, you've each got your man. Well, no, but it, and then suddenly Dan you're used to come in at like, seven, like 70 minutes as well. Like Sinclair always put in a big shift. Yeah, and like not just that, he was a, he was a big ball carrier for them. He was like a, a big source of go forward ball. But yeah, like the, the, the scrums, honestly, like I, and I don't think it's an overestimation to say that that changed the game because yeah. the dominance the dominance that we established in the scrums was such that any time there was a knock on from either side, we were in with a shot of getting into a favorable position More because penalty. either we either we yeah, well if it was our ball it was like they knocked the ball on you like why don't you just give us the penalty now <laughs> like do we do we really even have to do the scrum okay guys it's fine for your for your pleasure we'll scrum and get a scrum penalty but it was just like yeah. it was a default setting we scrum we get a penalty and if yeah. they scrum if it was their ball we put such pressure on them we never quite okay. won a tight set but they were forced to like rush the ball out there was that one where um where Vinipola like took it off the back <clears throat> and then because he was already, just like flying it basically. Yeah, he was already pedaling backwards. Then we were on him so quickly that he just like flung the ball across the face of the back line, and they ended up knocking it on. And then we got a scrum. Hmm. So yeah, and then we got we got an easy penalty off that. We got a penalty, and like and those penalties are what won the game for us. I mean, in hindsight, obviously we won by twenty points, so we, we maybe didn't need them. But like, it's like as you were saying, the butterfly effect. You know, those one penalty that gets your head on the scoreboard puts enough pressure on the the team that's not chasing that you get another opportunity to, to extend the lead. And England were chasing the game right from the word mm. go. Anytime they got a point, anytime they got any points, we r- r- got back with like at least one, like another set of points or even more. And yeah. that was like, it just mounted and mounted. And like, it, there was exponential pressure on them because of the scrums. Matt, have you, and, uh, so I just want to like, just, I want to ask Matt, Matt, have you ever come off the bench straight into a scrum? Because he, with Dan Cole, walked straight into a scrum and got like squished. Yeah, I think I have done it once or twice. It's not pleasant. 
You want to run? No, do you know? Do, like do you know what? You want to do you know what? Like, like there are definitely some English people who feel shit today, but Dan Cole, like I wouldn't even go back. I'll just stay in Japan. Just become, you know, Kobe beef butcher. And become a yeah. Roman. <laughs> well, it's like it's like that. Uh, remember that guy who was part of the Australian tour to the UK, like in the in like the sixties or something, the seventies, and had like a bad tour and was good getting like hate bound. He just disappeared. Remember that story? We, we spoke about it. Oh the yeah, and then then like it turns out he like he somehow snuck back to Australia and he was like in the outback or whatever. Yeah, he just he just kind of like went off into the into the outback and just lived his life quietly because he was like so upset about the the pressure and felt like he'd failed a bit mm. as a rugby player. But he was apparently like a legend. Okay, uh, Ben, what's uh, received on that? Yeah, yeah, no, no, Oaks have taken the good one. Um, <laughs> so I want to say, after, so obviously, my pimpy scored, and then that was somewhat controversial. Like, I do think. What if, was the TM owing? I couldn't hear. Was it the TM owing forward pass? Both oh, passes, oh. they looked at forward, then they looked at if I'm was. And if uh, I'm was in front of Mapimpi. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm thought. wasn't in front That's of Mapimpi, so that was fine. Yeah. And then both passes were, let's say, very yeah. flat. Okay, but anyway, that's, that's actually not my moment. My moment is right after that. There was a, they retained the kickoff. They got a penalty somehow. Young's tapped and went quickly. Yes. He gave the ball to Watson, and Watson made some really good meters down oh, yeah. the right-hand side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then um, he recycled it probably on our five, and then they had good momentum. We were definitely on the back foot for probably one of the first times in that game. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, um, Roman Poit or whoever it was spotted that um, knock on. Watson had made a tiny little knock on in the tackle, like when yeah. he got mm-hmm. when he was trying to like recycle the ball or whatever. And then I think we probably got a scrum penalty of yeah, and then we did. Yeah. I think we ended up with a penalty, kicking for poles like two minutes later. There, I think that was the the long one that uh, Pollard missed. Yeah, but I think sure. that that was very significant. That just one little mistake, which may may actually not have been picked up in other circumstances. Yeah, and I, I think that's also it's kind of symbolic of how South Africa did get the rub of the green. There was also another... Actually, no, sorry. That might be... I might need to save that for another moment. Uh, I think I've got the same one that you've got for the okay. second one. Uh, no. Uh, I, I agree with you. My first one is actually... It's kind of oh. linked to... It's actually like a micro moment in Matt's point. Chesney Colby's smother tackle on Courtney Laws where England had like a three yes. four-man over- yes. overlap and he just yes. wrapped the map and that stopped. Yes. And then from in and on the world <laughs> Did you see? Colby yeah. had Laws' number. Colby tackled Courtney yeah. Laws like four times. I'm like, yeah, man, he how is this matchup keep on happening? Like, it's bizarre, but I, I'm I laughing. I thought that was, well, that was super important. Because then after we yeah. stopped them, yeah, that, that was fucking great. Apart from the fact that I'm taller and way more than Ches and Colby, and he's not a rugby World Cup winner. Yeah, Adam, so. Adam, I'm telling you for free, you could not stop Courtney Laws. No, I could not stop Courtney Laws. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that Adam, was... I believe in you. You try it. You <laughs> never it. I would, I would make, make it happen. Okay, that, that's what that's what we could use our next Patron money for. Sending Adam to uh, to try <laughs> to stop Courtney Lords. You see, yeah. play for Northampton. Eh? Guys, we need to, we need to get this this reality show off the ground. Like I'm telling you, there's money to be made I watching would, Adam try and be a pressure. I would love to see Adam just gun. 
Like Adam standing on the five meter line and Courtney Law is coming at him from the twenty two. <laughs> oh, he was running sideways. If you do this, but his handle probably would have sent me into like the sideboards probably. So yeah. You, you you know that video of Aaron Smith getting dumped on his head by Dwayne Vermeulen? Sort of, I think a more comedic version of that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that like Colby's defense on laws put me in mind of um, the 2018 series. Yeah. When when England toured here, and Fuff uh, Nathan Hughes Nathan Hughes was playing eighth man for England, and he picked oh, up from the back the, of, uh, the Nathan Hughes the poor man's Benevita Polo. Pretty much, yeah. And they had a like they had a uh, scrum on their own like ten ten yard line or something, or it might have even been their five meter. And Hughes thought he could kind of like pick up like eighth man pick up and go, and Fuff drove him back like ten meters or something stupid. It wasn't ten meters, but it was. It was like he he just like picked him up and pummeled him backwards basically little man on big man, um, and I think yeah I, I agree with Adam like that was a that was a pivotal moment because yet that like that's the kind of thing that makes you think like how how are they going to get through like what is their plan here? Yeah. If Courtney Laws can't get through Chesney Colby, then who's going yeah. through whom? Yeah, if Courtney Laws can't get past Chesney Colby, how the fuck is he going to get past Peter Stiff? Like yeah, how's anyone well, going to get past Peter Stiff? Yeah. Um, and, and even 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 when. I think it was Curry made like a inverted commas big hit on Peter Steff the toy and everyone was like ooh yeah. and then Peter Steff just kept his feet and carried on driving and he actually won the collision yeah. and I was like and I was like that was like a big a big moment for England or whatever yeah England's yeah. like yeah we got one. Oh wait dude. Okay, okay, I've, I've got a couple more, so you guys go ahead. So it's one each, otherwise we okay, won't okay. even get I, I want to see what's left uh, so I'll start off uh, I'll start off as then we'll go in reverse order me, Ben, Matt me, Ben, Alex, and Matt. Uh, Owen Farrell's missed penalty is the other one, yeah. actually. That felt that was like, oh, fuck yes. That was like a huge momentum swing, but he doesn't miss. And England were coming back. Hey? That was when they had smashed us in that scrum, and it would have made it 15-12. But then straight afterwards, he misses the penalty. We win one, suddenly it's 18-12. Like it never happened. I was just like, yes, please. So I felt that was also quite, quite a big momentum shift in the game. Because England were just getting back into the game. So, uh, yeah, they actually that 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 first kind of fifteen minutes of the second half, I felt England won that little passage. Yeah, and I was, but, I was yeah, kind we, of expecting it because Eddie Jones wasn't going to let them come out of the out of the tunnel and pick up where yeah. they left off. Like mm-hmm. they were always going to come out firing. Yeah, so that's it. That's it uh, for me. So then yeah. it is uh, me. I don't actually know if this was a massive moment because I think Alex is going to talk about the other thing I wanted to talk about. No, you, you can go for the one you want because I've got no, a, no, I've got no, a, no. But because uh, I, I just want to talk about the the fucking midfield rolling mall the forwards did. Uh, yes, that was okay. That was one of mine. Yeah. I like like we we haven't we honestly we haven't seen anything like that the whole World Cup. All we've seen is fucking box kicking. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And was, suddenly, Jesus suddenly and... the forwards are setting a fucking rolling ball in midfield, just milking <laughs> a penalty, like, just complete, like, that's the kind of shit you do when you're, like, 60 points up. Yeah. But, like, oh, I agree God, with you. That what I was going to say about that is that that was the moment where, because remember, like, the whole week, guys were kind of saying, like, on the chat groups and everything, like, guys, Rusty's got a plan B. Like, we don't know what it is, but, like, there's more, like, the Springboks have more to yeah. show. And, like, all that, you know, as Ben said, like, we had a magnum. And everyone kept saying, like, you know, what is what is the magnum for the Springboks? And, like, that moment, it wasn't, like, a huge, like, difference from anything from, like, the, the gameplay. It was still very forward-dominated. But that was a moment where you were, like, these guys are thinking. Like, these guys have, are, they've got plans. This but but, the, but that, that's the thing with magnum, Alex. It's not massively different from Blue Steel. 
but it is massively uh, different from uh, Blue Steel. Just, yeah, so a, a very quick, dis- disagree, disagree on that. <laughs> a, very quick, a very quick side point, uh, Vincent Koch, I saw, I'm just going through some coverage now, he won the Premiership, the Gallagher Premiership, the European Champions Cup, the Rugby Championship, and the World Cup in a single year. So he's having a fucking good year. So is he the most accredited Springbok champ? Or Springbok rugby? Uh, I think Skulk Burger, I think, has similar similar accolades. Yeah, what's the conversion rate? Because Austin and France will stand both in two World Cups. So, but also, also, also Skulk Brits also now being a World Cup winner. How nice is that, eh? Fucking come well, on. Did, you, did, you oh. did you see him? Did you see him? Did you see him hug Bill Beaumont? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My boy. But you know that, like the two, the two of them have definitely had like, like late night parties together at some point. Like they've passed across so many times. I reckon they've like they've they've buried a hooker together or something. Like they've bonded. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, okay. well, I'm, uh, I'm proud of Scott to win a World Cup. What like two years after retiring? Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. No oh, one's yeah, ever done that before. Very, very quickly in casting clear. I just remember. Did you see how disgusted he was? He got the medal. He just uh, took it off. I think. I think. Yeah, what happened? Did you see? Uh, did you see? Uh, Mario Tojo didn't even put. They didn't even let the guy put the medal around his neck. Yeah. Do, do you guys want to talk about that? Like, because there's been a lot of media coverage or backlash uh, not about yet. the fact that. Get to that later. Okay. Well, we'll do that later. I guess we after we go through the trials, we um, can just put. Mis- on, so your moment, Alex. On Carl Sinclair, I think what happened. What it looked like. Um, Bill Beaumont said to him. Something like, oh, I hope you're okay, or like, you know, are you doing okay because of his injury? And he just like shook his head and said no. He was obviously not not talking about the injury, but like you, you could see he was gutted. And like, you know, we, yeah, we've, like, identified, him... we've identified it as a turning point. Like he, as bad as Dan Cole feels, I think Carson Clear feels worse. I think yeah, Mario Tojo should feel fucking terribly for elbowing his teammates in the head. No, because Mario Tojo doesn't take responsibility for things. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like, no. he's like, yeah, even no. up there, Toto, he thinks it's everyone else's fault. Uh, I saw Sinclair posted already today on Twitter. He yeah. posted a comment like saying, yeah. "You live your life holding up to that one big moment, play yeah. the most important game of your life, <laughs> and, and you get and fucking some, knocked out." Some fucker elbows you in the head, even though he's on your team. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, what, was, what was your your second key moment? Um, I uh, should. I think I had two. So, um, Matt, do you want to go first, and I'll take whatever's left. Okay, so what? Okay, for me there are two, there are two scrums that I was going to decide between, and if either of them got pulled. So the one when Fire and Ice came on, and okay. then early and just immediately picked up a penalty, and yeah. also the next one, the next which is the only dominant scrum I think uh, England had. England. Yeah. I just want to shout shout that out just for England's sake that they had yeah. one dominant. Kitschoff slipped there though. You saw what yeah. happened. Though. Yeah, Kitschoff slipped and then they just pulled right through the middle. Can, can I can I say just in terms of Kitschoff and um, Koch coming on early? I think it was a really good move from Rassi. I don't think I it was exactly the plan, but it forced Eddie Jones to pull Vinopolo earlier and yeah. take out another carrier. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because Marler's Marler's just there to scrum. Marler and Cole are just there to scrum. Yeah, but because they're like, well, you know. The scrums are really struggling, and then if they and then when the the SA yeah. reserves came on, Eddie Jones must have been like, "Oh fuck! Now I have to pull Vinopolo, yeah. take another like cog out his machine." It was it was yeah. a brilliant move for by Rossi, I thought. Yeah, because yeah, okay. they came early. They came on what like not even just forty forty two. Like, it was and they yeah, came on for for a scrum. Hey, you saw when they like it was yeah. it was definitely engineered. Like it was brilliant. Mm. So to yeah. that point, um, between Kitsov and and Koch. They both carried seven times. Oh, sorry, 
uh, sorry, between the two of them, they carried seven times. Kitsov carried four times. Cox carried three times. Between Marler and, and Dan Cole, they only carried three times. Um, and and, Dan, and the Dan, Cole was, Dan, Cole Dan Cole essentially played an entire minutes. game. Yeah, Dan, Dan Cole played the whole game, but but um, um, Marco Vunipolo was the was their second most. Oh no, he wasn't. He was, he carried nine times, so he carried a lot. So that's, that's yeah, a very but good point. Um, and, and Rossi just nullified, and he exactly, carried yeah. nine times in fifty odd minutes as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a really good observation. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well done. Okay, so, so my... <laughs> oh, God, were we accidentally insightful? I'm, I'm so sorry, audience. We go off brand. Someone make a fart pun quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so bummed there wasn't a streaker. <laughs> bummed, get it? It was. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, my... I've got two quickly, um, which is I'm going to cheat a little bit. Sorry, guys. The, no, I've, I've got, a, I've well, got another did, one as well. So, alright, I'll, I'll go with my, the, the one I was gonna, I had in my back pocket all along, which was um, Mario Toje when he went over the ball. I can't yeah, okay, yeah, this was my one. Yeah, I can't remember who the ball carrier was. I think it was drained from you. It was, it was, you know, it was Eben. Oh, it was Eben, okay. So, um, Eben got tackled and Toje was on the ball and it was 100% a turnover and that penalty should have been given to England. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a clear release though. Huh? I th- I thought it was okay, but uh, all right, fine. So it's up for debate. But I thought it was okay. Um, but either way, because there was no penalty given against Maritosha, so Garces obviously didn't think there was a problem with him being on the ball. Yeah. But then he he blew him for a knock on. So that at that moment, like I don't know, I just had a, this the whole week we were saying like Garces is going to work in our favour, and at that point I I just knew that it almost didn't matter what England did they were done mm. like not because Garces was cheating or anything like that but like he had decided that we were the dominant team and that those those 50-50 decisions were going to go our way yeah, but, but you, you were like when you're at a point where you're dominating the collision and dominating yes. the scrum yes. the ref's cr- always going to blow in your favour if you're the team generating the forward momentum exactly and that's, and that's exactly why the Kyle Sinclair injury was so big because we, we got the opportunity to, to like plant ourselves in Jerome Garcia's mind as the dominant team and that never went away the whole game that never went away even so I mean Matt Matt you pointed out the scrum where Kitsoff went down there was there were two scrums yeah. where Kitsoff went down but the first one we got the penalty yeah because well yeah we didn't eat we didn't they didn't run right through us yeah yeah but, but I mean we, we conceded we should have conceded a penalty at that scrum but Garcia's was so fixated on the fact that England couldn't win a scrum against us, that he didn't consider that we might be giving away penalties. So, oh. yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, that, all right. Do you guys want to move on, or, or do you want to do another round of this? Um, oh, do not. There are think, hundreds of... Yeah, I think we need to, we need to move on. So, okay. um, the next thing we're going to try about quickly is line-outs. Uh, and I think that first... Oh, that, that was a key moment in itself. As well, the first line-out England had their throw, uh, we won it. I think Evan had some yeah. contested. No, I think it was their second one. Their first one, oh. they did like a little cheap shotty, just yeah. throw oh, straight oh, to when, the goal. When Owen Farrell was also in their first line out. That was a weird one, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit good. But, uh, but uh, they, they had at least one line out where it was, it was a skew throw. Um, Yo, I, I think it's almost out. always a skew throw when they just throw it to the guy in the front who's just standing there. To me, they... Well, you can just, yeah. it's just, I mean, I, I was telling Sarah, like the... If the catcher, if the jumper catches it with his outside hand, it's it's almost always a skew throw, unless he somehow jumped into the the gap, in which case he's probably conceding a penalty anyway. And like Laws blatantly caught it with his outside hand at one point, 
But then they went on to there were like two or three cheeky like quick throws from them, right? Yeah, but, uh, they were a bit spooked by that that Eben steal. Yeah, but also they they were taking for bloody ever with their lineouts as well, like. And they were doing that thing where they're like they conference and then they like walk as a line into the line as they arrive they jump. Yeah, but like, I don't. Uh, but to to me, to me, that because you know the whole the whole narrative up to this game was like, listen, um, South Africa's going to try slow the ball down, make it an ugly game, you know, kill it, yeah, and England's going to be the ones playing the beautiful rugby. But then by you know taking the extra thirty seconds every line out, mm. to me it seems like England were the ones trying to kind of kill vibe a bit. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it did seem like it. And I think that's because they were confident. Like, they well overconfident. I think they felt like if they could just control the game, they, as the better team, would then win it fairly easily. Um, but, like, they completely underestimated us. And with good reason. I mean, Rossi, yeah, I don't, we'll talk about that later, but, like, Rossi held so much back in the, the quarters and the semis that they were just, like, blindsided by the fact that we were challenging them in the lineouts in the first place. Um, although I think we should give them a bit of credit because they, they did seem to find a way to stop our rolling more, right? Yeah. The, 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 I told and you, I think that's... I told you was... Yeah, yeah but I, 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 think, I think Dan Cole was, yeah, he was... He could have given away like three or four rolling more penalties yeah, because yeah. he just blatantly like just walks around the side. Jeez, he was bad, hey? Man, like like that's, so that's, got a, that's up there with bloody... Who was that bowler in the 4-3-8 game who conceded like 120 runs? Was oh, Mick, Mick Lewis? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, one, no one remembers, Ben, and that's exactly the point. I remember. I remember yeah, I, no, you're that's right. right. It, no it, one remembers it, your name. It is Mick Lewis. 113 oh. runs. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Also. Okay. Uh, well, that's line We've already chatted a lot about scrums, so I don't know why I didn't have it here. Uh, but I guess we could just uh, elaborate a little bit more on the scrums. First of all, Rassi 6-2 bench. We were a little worried going into it. Why were we worried? Also, Jeez. very much sideways. Fucking genius. Why, why, why did we ever question anything Rassi did, yeah, guys? Yeah, huge compliments to Rassi. <laughs> how, how dare we? Over the yeah. past 18 months, he's took a team that, um, that Alistair Kutsia had somehow... Actually, no, I'm being a bit harsh blaming Kutsia. But Kutsia's reign was a little bit rudderless. Um, he came in with an 18-month manager turnaround a team into world champions. What more Jeez, can you I ask? Can't, I, can't, I can't believe you just erased Heineken Mayer from history. Heineken got to a semi. No, 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 but but even then, if you hear the players talk about that 2015 campaign, they're like, compared to now, they're like, what the fuck were we even doing? Yeah, chalk and cheese. Yeah, you actually everything. I was I was I was talking about this. So Heineken Mayer, my my thing on Heineken Mayer was that he was always really salty that he never got to to coach his what he saw as his Bulls players at a Rugby World Cup. And he was jealous of the fact that Jake White won a World Cup with his Bulls. He was jealous of the fact that Peter de Villiers won a British and Irish Lions tour with his Bulls. And when he finally got the opportunity to coach, he wanted to play. He finally wanted to coach his Bulls. But by that point, all their careers were like pretty much over. And he, yeah, forced, he pulled Matfield. He, he pulled. He pulled, he, he pulled, yeah, pulled Matfield back Brits in. With, he pulled the yeah. Scott Brits with Matfield. Yeah, exactly. And like, and and he just like he was so he was out of time. Like he was a man three or four years too late. And then, and Alistair Kutsia came in, he was, like, he, he, because of what Heineken Mayer had done, there wasn't, like, a proper conveyor belt anymore. So he was, like, a weather vane. He was just going wherever the, the form was. And that's how we ended up with, you know, okay, no disrespect to Alistair Kutsia, but, like, Alistair Kutsia, I mean, not Alistair, Andres Kutsia, like, Andres Kutsia is a Springbok fullback. 
and I, I know Phil's going to hate me for this, but I, I don't think Andrew Spitzer is an international no. level player. I think he's very good for the Lions. No, but, but even at the Stormers when Erasmus was there, the Stormers had their best time when Erasmus and Ibanaya were involved at the Stormers. Actually, no, yeah. no. Okay, no, no, no. But, but I, th- I think I think Rassi Rassi is a because you know for for years and years and years we've been saying teams like Australia, Wales, England, they beat us despite us having better players. Yes. Because they they consistently outthink us. Yes. And for once, we are actually playing. We are the clever guys. Like we are yeah. the smartest person in the room, and it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. And I mean, Alistair Kutsia basically was like Steve Pearson. Like he would just pick whoever was on form and put them on the field, on the field, and then just hope that the, as the best players in South Africa, they would be able to do well. But that's not how rugby works. Uh, and yeah, so like, and Rusty, Rusty had he saw things in people that no one else saw. Like he he was the guy who brought back Cheslin Colby. You know, he was the guy who went against everything that I was saying that I've been saying for the last like six months, which is, you know, don't play Makazolama Pimpi in the system, play Sabuin Corsi in the system. Or, you know, don't play Vili Larue in the system. And he knew, like I I can't I don't know, I there's there's no amount of humble pie that oh, I can yeah. eat. Yeah, that is why to make up for the fact that I, I even his yeah, comments exactly. even his comments um, after the game, I just I do want to read some of this, this is from City Morning Herald. It was pretty important for us. Okay, we um so I'm just seeing something here. <laughs> Oh, he noted Savage's path to the third World Cup title in Yokohama was forged during the do-or-die performance against New Zealand in Wellington. We won 36-34, so I'm paraphrasing it, but just to get through this fast. And Erasmus said it was pretty important for us because otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here at Erasmus said on Saturday. Um, he'd only been in the job since February at the time. He'd replaced Alistair Katia, etc., etc. We had short-term targets in the Wellington Test matches like a quarter-final. We role-played that like a like quarter-final. This is last year. He told the pause the way it was cut. Prior to that, we had lost Australia and Argentina, and I said that if we don't win that one, I'm definitely willing to resign because in my coaching career, I'd never lost three games in a row at any level. I thought, hell, the Springbok coach would lose three in a row. I don't think I deserve to be there. We had a great chat about the plans. I said that if I'm preaching that we are being consistent in the way we're playing, we're losing to Argentina and Australia, we're losing to New Zealand for three in a row. And then he also said the victory had given the team great belief. This is winning to last year. And he added that the 23-13 pool lost to all blacks in the opening World Cup game had actually been beneficial. I think the first test, to quote, so I know I'm going through this, but I think this is important for context, against the All Blacks is great for us in terms of how we handle the pressure. We were tense all week, and we, it was a terrible build-up for that pool game that actually taught us a lot on how to handle the quarterfinal. Overall, we start talking about pressure. What is pressure? Pressure in South Africa is not having a job. Pressure is having one of your close relatives murdered. In South Africa, there are a lot of problems, which is pressure, and we start talking about those things like that. Rugby shouldn't be something that creates pressure. It is something that creates hope. The end. So, uh, there you go, yeah. Drop mic, yeah, yeah, no. mic drop. So and Sierra yeah, yeah, he did like I hope it is, but this is is a, it's nation building something like this. Yeah. There's something. Yeah, I just saw a post uh, on. Yeah. Reddit. Well, very proud. I, very, I, very very proud to be a South African for once. I yeah. I I <laughs> I, 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 I I I want to caution against like the nation building narrative just because. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, like like Rusty said, you know, dude, this is fantastic. Like. But it's, it is a game, yeah. It is just a game. Like it's not going to change much. It's and like, just, I, I, you know, Ramaphosa was there, but I, yeah. Someone spilled the out of those giant mannequins, which I yeah. liked a lot. 
I did like the fact that Cyril, you know, stayed out the stayed stayed out the way until you know GM celebrated, but and he got beer all over himself, so it's like cool. No, <laughs> but no, I was gonna say I just saw a Reddit post now, and it's calling the 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 Springbok number six jersey essentially the most iconic jersey it in is. world rugby. It is, yeah, definitely. With a side by side of Sia and. Front Front yeah. Um, so I got, I got a bit sidetracked. Okay. So we were chatting a bit about scrums. So let's just try to keep this going. I think, well, yeah, I mentioned the 6-2. Uh, so, so, so yeah, Russi's, Russi's plan worked out perfectly. Having two sets of forwards. Um, yeah. Mbongi, yeah, who said it in the group? Lured. Shame. I feel bad for his arm. Great photo, though. Uh, did, did, he, did he dislocate? What was it? I, don't no, know. I think it was a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. I can't it believe like he wanted he to carry on playing, and he, like, walks off, and his arm's just, like, hanging there, like, dead. No, He's like, like Bongi. Bongi didn't want to go off the field either. So yeah. Yeah, no, but to be fair, Bongi... No, no, but, but I think this shows our depth, though, because yeah, yeah. if... Because, yeah. you know, like, Bongi getting injured, it's, it's like if Jamie yeah. George got a similar injury, and they had to bring on fucking Cowan Dickey, well, I mean, look, yeah, look at what happened <laughs> to Sinclair. That's true. I was like, who? Like, we, look, at, look what happened to Sinclair. Like, they lose their prop for the first five minutes and they're fucked. Yeah. We yeah. lose either one of our props and we've got fire and ice. Like, come on. We yeah, I know. Bongi, and we, we lose and we Bongi and we bring on fucking Malcolm Marks, arguably yeah. the best hooker in the world. And they're just exactly. like, oh, like fuck, actually, that, that injury somehow advantaged South Africa. I, I like, when Lurt went off, it was interesting. The commentator noted, I was listening to the international commentary. Sorry, I can't fucking stand Matthew Pierce because I, I, I didn't want uh, uh, one. I, was, I was listening to the Afrikaans commentary. Yeah, uh, he said that when Lurt went off. Who was off, Afrikaans was, commentary? I was, it, I was, it was listening to my heart, my heart pounding in my chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they brought on they brought on Franco Mostert in the commentary and comment, oh it's interesting they bring on Archia but when they brought on Mostert uh, I was like as you can see because Mostert's got uh, an engine he'll just tackle all oh uh, no it makes like to and also just it's unbalanced having Evan and Archia especially for that long I can see it for 15 minutes but not for the majority of a game yeah yeah it's if you want to make a ridiculous statement in the last 10 go for it but if you need to replace Luet, someone who does the hard oh. work, you replace him with someone who does slightly less hard work, but still a shitload no, of hard work. No, I honestly, I would argue Franco Most is the hardest working player in rugby. Yeah. Like Peter Steffs at seven. Are you going to yeah, say that Peter, Peter yeah. Steffs face? Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on to goal kicking. Uh, that that was key. Uh, when Pollard missed that first kick, I was shitting. Oh, and then he writes it, and some of those kicks were... Afterwards, he really shows some BMT, so I have to give it to um, Andre. So. I was I was actually talking about this with my mother-in-law about the first kick you want as a goal kicker, mm-hmm. and like I I think Pollard's first kick is because you can miss it and people aren't like oh my fuck this guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was yeah, like, <laughs> and then then he fucking he missed touch as well, like yes, kind of two minutes later. I was like, oh was, my god, was that was that debatable? I missed the I missed the replay. No, because no, he us. stepped to me. He stepped on the line and then yeah. he jumped and hit it. So to me, he left from outside the yes. field of play. So, so he did, correct. He did. Yeah, they did the, the refs yeah. missed it, but either way, you should never give. The, I feel these days you should go even wider. Players are so good yeah. at like jumping and knocking. Like when, when yeah. those moments happened, I was getting very stressed. I was like, "Fuck!" So these, these are the yeah. mistakes yeah. that cost games and stuff. But. Exactly. That's, that's what I was saying as well. I was like, "These are the little moments that will lose you a final." But I, I okay. so I hate that about Andre Pollard. I hate how many, how often he does it. He does it more than any other player in the world, as far as I can see. But <laughs> the same, at the same time, I do have to give him begrudging respect because that is like, that's a big balls player. When he's constantly looking for like every single centimeter out of a touch finder, yeah. you know, like the margin's so small. Whereas a lot of other flowers would do exactly what you're saying, and they should. 
we just go wider, you know, secure the touch, whatever. And Pollard's like, no, fuck, we, we're taking this kick for everything it's got. But, yeah, anyway. But, um, you know, so the goal kicking, it, yeah, they, they both missed one, right? And No, like, Pollard yeah. missed two, but his one, he was like a 59-meter kick at sea level. I was like, fucking made uh, you drunk. Like, actually, you're yeah, not so going to make this kick. Yeah, I'm like, why don't like, you bring Francois on yet? Come. Yeah. yeah. No, but was, if Pollard had got that kick, it would have been the longest kick at the World Cup by like 11 yeah, meters or yeah. something. Like, and there's no had, way he was going to make. And he missed it by about 11 meters. Like, it was yeah, it felt so. No, he missed. He missed hit it because he he had to hit the cover of it just to get it there. So it was like he was never going to make that. We should also remember he missed the drop goal. Yeah, but that that was just mocking them, basically. That, that drop ball was, was, so yeah, that was, was, was that even with his was that, was that even with his dominant foot or was no he just fucking around? No, no, was it was, was it was it actually even Pollard guys or was it actually Kitsov taking that drop call? <laughs> no guys, it was Damien Delendi. Pollard actually was like, Damien, you wanna just have a laugh, go. Pollard. Damien's like yeah, Crossbar, crossbar challenge, mid-game. Uh, <laughs> it's like, my God, it's my moment. I can actually kick a fucking ball. Yes! That's maybe in his contract. That's why he didn't do any stupid grubbers or yeah. anything, because before the game, Rassi promised him, Pollard will shift you one, one drop goal attempt yeah. in the game. Um, so, very quick side point. I'll just read this article. Apparently, this England team is the youngest to contest the World Cup final since '95. On average, well, they don't say it here, but I assume it's on average age, which is also an interesting. Well, point. that didn't it didn't fucking work out for them. Maybe they did a few older guys. Yeah. Well, so if you if you look back at the, was I, can't, I, keep, I keep forgetting if it was the ten fourteen. It was one of the rugby channels who did like the the anatomy of a, of a World Cup winner. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they, they were that, yeah. one of the metrics they looked at was the average age of the squad. Yeah, and was it like twenty eight or something? Yeah, it's like yeah. twenty seven point five, twenty eight, something like that. Like, and that's uh, I I really I want to go back and watch that video again. Mm, and yeah. see like how many yeah, of those because it's actually it's so like one of the things that stuck out for me the biggest like take home for me from that video was the past trauma mm. how they said that every time other than 2015 when it was back to back obviously every World Cup winner has come off the back of a disappointing performance in the previous World Cup Yeah, and they highlighted England who obviously got knocked out on the pool stages at home in 2015 yeah. in case anyone's forgotten about that but first hosts in Japan. Yeah, but you can't exactly. But you can't forget about the fact that we, yes, we finished third in 2015. No one remembers us for coming third. Everyone remembers us for losing to Japan. Yeah. So we came into this tournament with past trauma as well. But also the, the most, past trauma, the, the past most... trauma doesn't necessarily have to be World Cup. Like we that, getting completely hammered, obliterated by New Zealand 18 yeah, months before. Losing to Italy, oh, yeah. losing to Argentina. I'm, I'm, guys, I just want to say, are the Springboks the most hipster? international rugby side because I mean we yeah. lost to Japan before it was cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. before you, everyone else started doing it did, did you see that that meme on reddit where it was like um, it was like a, it's like a staircase and it's like um, playing consistent rugby um, being world number one um, developing your, your squad for four years and then the top step is winning the World Cup and it's just the guy like stepping all the way from the bottom straight to the top step and <laughs> yeah. the guy is like the guy is like wearing a Springbok jersey or whatever. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, overall goal kicking, um, yeah, very, very, any power comment before we just move on to handling? Uh, uh, no, just, I mean, kicking, kicking wins World Cups, I guess. Kicking and defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, also, okay. f- under the kicking, far less box kick. Jesus, it was funny how many yeah. times. Because even when it was apparent, we weren't box kicking. 
at like 60 minutes, guys were still shouting yeah. at the bar in the bar. Muni fucking balls coffee every time I <laughs> coffee ball. I was uh, like, oh my god, they are here. And then for like a second, I'm like, is it actually working? Because Faf hasn't kicked a ball yet, and this guy has said it every time. Faf pulled up and was like in a par- prime box kick position. Well, yeah, so but, but I, I think I think this is where the, this is where Rassi like pulled the ultimate trick on England, though. Because... Yeah, no, exactly. This is like he's like, yeah, no, we, we to the point where it was hilarious. We like box kick to the point where it was hilarious, yeah. and then he's just like, okay, Faf. Today, no box kicking. Done. Yeah, it, w- it was it was almost like our entire World Cup campaign up until this moment was just to trick England. Like yeah, it was, was all an elaborate ruse. This, this game was the prestige. Yeah. The final the final reveal. The but box kicking was, the box kicking game was Batman's twin all along. Well, uh, I, I think like that's, that's well, that, I haven't seen it yet. That gives me a nice segue <laughs> into the handling. What, the final. No, no, that, the X Men movie you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, the X Men. Handling, I think, um, did I have kicking out of hand? So we've actually missed kicking out of hand, yeah. so we could talk about that and handling at the same time. Yeah, the chases for box kicks. Uh, we contested very, most things. Um, yeah, Pollard, Pollard did a really, had a really yeah. good one. Vili was very the good. Video was very good under the high ball. Um, and the drop yep. the ball cold when we did, did uh, produce that uh, overlap. But he, did, he didn't even need an offload. My puppy tries did it. I was like, fuck, that's yeah. sweet. I, th- I feel like yeah, they got I, I, I think a few times Vili lost the ball in contact because he. I think Vili's problem is he's always looking to pass, so his hands are so loose on the ball. So yeah, if he yeah. gets hit unexpectedly, he drops it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't know what the fuck Chase and Colby's ever done to Vili, but he throws some terrible passes at him. Huh? Yeah. Vili's was probably used to throwing at like an average size player. So no, like but every- sometimes it's like Chase and Colby has to bend down for it. I yeah, actually did throw one like on the fucking ground. And then I, I was, I blew, it blew my mind when I saw Colby like a second later running with it. I was like, I thought he like kicked it. I would have just kicked it away or something. Yeah. But, um, so it kicks out of hand. Uh, we did still kick the most out of the four, the four teams this weekend. So New Zealand versus England, they kicked 18 and 19. And, um, so New Zealand, Wales, 18 and 19 times each. And then England kicked 19 times as well. We kicked 24 times, so five times more. Well, not a lot. But um, I thought that like we were making very good use of the kicks because, like you guys pointed out, we were just contesting them so much better. Yeah. And like Mapimpi was amazing in the air. I couldn't believe it. No, I mean, who was this guy, and where was he being the rest of the fucking tournament? Yeah. Well, it was it? Was it's, it it's, all, like, it's all it's all part of the illusion. Yeah. yeah, it's all part of the illusion. Like he's he's been this good all along. He just didn't want to do it. But um. <laughs> I mean, like, what kind of coaching clinic did fucking Rassi have over the weekend to get them to teach my pimpy aerial skills? Yeah. No, but he, like, my pimpy had it all along. Rassi was just like, calm down, just do enough to win. It's okay. Like, Did you guys see uh, Wilkin- Johnny Wilkinson had like a last minute clinic with Owen Farrell this week, apparently? Yeah, I've Yes, I heard that. So much Surely, that's that, idea. Surely that's not gonna, like. You wouldn't think so. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so I thought that Fuff's like touch finders for the box kicks were really good. Yeah. And you could see over the course of the game, England kind of cottoned onto it because they stopped restarting into our 22. Because mm. what would happen every time was they'd, they'd restart into our 22, Dwayne would gather it and then take it up just till just before the 22. And then Fuff would box kick it like perfectly in touch every time. And he's been capable of that all along. Like, he's always been really good at that. And then finally England got, got hold of that and started 
restarting a bit narrower, like shallower, so that he couldn't kick it directly into touch. But um, yeah, I just thought like the kicks from hand were were really really good. Yeah, um, and and handling overall as well, I thought was really good. I know there was just that one arm incident, but generally speaking, the forwards did. I mean, we'll, it's probably been some of the better handling from us of the whole tournament. I mean, it was, it was our best tournament overall. Um, yeah. Excuse me, um, game. But <laughs> yeah. even the passing, there was very very few knock-ons and contacts. Overall, yeah. we were at our very best. And then I guess... Did you guys, hmm? did you guys, see, did you guys see Urban's um, little pop pass? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, his little chicken wing. Yeah, yeah. how good was that? I was, I was like, like, fuck, Evan, it's the World Cup final. Just keep it in hand, mate. <laughs> I thought it was Arceus Neyman for a second. Like, jeepers. Yeah. Uh, next, was good. the most important one, attacking defense, which definitely won us. Yeah. Well, what was the pillar that we built this World Cup victory on? Well, what can we say? What Seriously, yeah. what more can we say? Yeah. No, no, uh, no. So, seriously, though, such big kudos to Amanda Allender. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dude, no, think sure. about it. Like, like I was looking at the numbers. Um, um is what is um? He's like eighty-seven kgs, hey? No, he's bigger than that. Look at look it up. Anyway, but basically, I was looking at it, and Tuolangi had twenty kgs on um. Yeah. Okay. He so mm. um is ninety-three kgs. So, okay, okay, ninety-three. Sorry, and yeah. Tuolangi is what a hundred and seven hundred and eight. <laughs> he's hundred. He's hundred and fourteen. Like that's yeah, that's a big difference. And like Tua Lagi doesn't he knows how to use it as well. Like he he runs hard, but like I, honestly, money Tua Lagi got the ball at some point in the second half, and I heard his name for the first time. I like I'd completely forgotten that money Tua Lagi was on the field. But so and many was, guys like like Farrell as well, ball in hand. Like yeah. what did Farrell? So so many of the English players like the, honestly like you we had a front row seat to Dan to Dan Cole getting monstered in the scrums. We'd see Jamie George's face every now and again. Um... And, like, other than that, I really, like, I can't remember seeing the English players very much. Like, they, none of them really stood out. Uh, like, Johnny May only got the ball, I think, once in space. Uh, all right, so we're talking about the defense. Right? And I think like, our, our rush defense with the folding cover defense worked perfectly. It was the best execution I've seen of that, of that model of defense this whole tournament. We had it was based. It's the same model we used against England in, in, when they toured us in in, uh, in 2018, and it failed against them because uh, Johnny May scored a try and. and um, well, that was also like that was that was back when uh, Johnny May was faster than a lock, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like the, it worked so well. Like every time we 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 shut them down, and if the ball did go wide, we folded around the defense quick quick enough to shut them down. We gave them at most. Like like ten meters or something like the Anthony Watson one that you guys were talking about earlier. He got some meters off us, and then luckily he he knocked the ball on. That was the only time where they got meaningful meters, and um, like the defensive system just worked so well on the day. And all my worries about about like Vili and and like my pimpy shooting in none of that happened. It was it was superb. Um, do you guys want to hear the tackle percentages? Yeah, I'm trying to find them. Sorry, I, I hope hope you got some stats in front of. Uh... Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've, got all, I've got all the stats. So I'll start. I'll start uh, with with the box. We made 158 tackles, and we only missed 14 tackles. So we were tackling at, ni- at 92 percent. That's good. And uh, England were still pretty good. They were 97 tackles out of 109. So they made like 50, yeah, 50 fewer tackles than us. Sorry, 60 fewer tackles than us. 
um, oh. and attempted 70 fewer. So 97 out of 109, and they were tackling at 89%. So not not bad, but I think anything anything below 90% is not good. But um, I wonder I wonder how many tackles were just in that one passage of play. Yeah. Like I would say that's probably the difference because in that one long attack England had, that must have been kind of 40 odd tackles by SA. But do you, do you want to hear um, the stats from New Zealand Wales? New Zealand made 206 tackles from 230 attempts, also at 90%. And Wales made 115 tackles from 149 attempts at 77%. So despite scoring, despite scoring 40 points, New Zealand were asked to make like a hundred more tackles than Wales were, basically. Yeah, but the, this is this is the thing. It, it's nothing tackles though, yeah. because it's just it's like a one-off runner, or it's uh, just a guy peeling around, or. But New Zealand they only not... had they only had thirty-nine percent possession. And they still yeah, but the... 40, 40, 40 points. Yeah, like but they stuff, they were making Wales make stuff. significant, like they make yeah, every yeah. tackle significant. That's the. Uh, but this is what we were saying about the about the semi final last week when they lost to England. Is that they suddenly reversed the trend and suddenly wanted to play possession rugby for the first time in yeah. like twelve years or something like since the, since they lost to France or something. I don't know. So like why I don't know why they did this. But anyway, we yeah we were pretty. Um, we were also on the on the low end of the possession. We only had 44% possession, which is why we had to make you know one and a half tackles for every tackle that England made. But boy, we did it. Um, I can tell you the individual stats as well. I don't think anyone missed more than two. Oh wait, okay, Fuff missed four tackles, but I mean that's yeah. But Fuff, the way he's he's a madman though. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and then uh, Dylander and um, each to, two. To me, to me at least in the, in the system, a, a Fuff tackle is a bonus. He's not. He's not part of the defensive line. He's like on no, his he's, own. He's, he's an agitator. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, so if he makes the tackle, it kills momentum. But if he misses the tackle, he's, the defensive he's, line's yeah. still there. So. He's basically a free agent. Like we should be. We should just be grateful he was tackling English players and not South African players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. No, my, my wife made the comment that's like I'm very happy Faf's on on our team. Otherwise, he'd be fucking irritating. To play, but not her yeah. words, not her words, but uh, he'd be very irritating to play against. Like, even after that long passage of play with all those tackles, right at the end when the English were calling for a card, he just sticks out a hand and like knocks the ball out of Young's hand and then tackles him a little bit just to be a bit of a, yeah. a nuisance. It, it just made me laugh. I was like, God, that'd be hard yeah. to play against. His one offside was, was pretty stupid. Though. Just, it's just yeah, actually, actually Fuff made some pretty stupid, but like, I think that's part of like, it's part of the. The deal, basically. Well, that's what Skulks was saying in studio. Like, South Africa's horrible to play against, so he had a good laugh. Oh, how, how insightful is Skulk? Can't oh, we just ditch him. the rest of these idiots and just have Skulk? I liked, I liked uh, Obani as well. Generally, he was quite nice. Um, when I saw him on the scatter, I felt sad. I just thought about them, yeah. the player he was. I was like, fuck, bro. This guy, he, pretty, I was telling my wife about it, I was like, this guy, 2015, no one could touch him. He can walk on walk on air. And then he got big in uh-huh. knee injuries. Maybe sad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and also as a winger, knee injuries it. Yeah. But Skull Skull was great. He was eloquent. The studio was pretty good, actually. I liked all the banter. Jeremy Gus got shame. All the guys were looking at him and he was like really sucking it in. You know, trying to be clinical and analytical. You could just see it was bleak deep down inside. After all that happened. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's move on to let's move on to the backs. 
So overall, um, I had to. I put my hand up. I know DDA probably the best back of the tournament, along with Faf. He's he's been exemplary. This Col- Colby's been good as well. I'll, uh, actually, I'll, do I'll do you one better. DDA DDA was the player of the tournament. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> who, who is have they have they announced player of the tournament? Uh, no, uh, they don't. They don't really do that. They'll nah. just do. A, it'll basically be the world, the like the player of the year. It's between him. It's now between Peter Steph and Colby, pretty much for the award now. It'll, uh, it, yeah. If it's between the two of them, yeah. I mean, I, I even said on Twitter, like I think it's going to come down to who pitches up in finals day. And I think Adi, even though I think Adi Sevilla has probably been the best player of the year, all in all, or one, he's, he's he's up there. Yeah, he's but up there. I think he. I think he he'll lose out on the award, not least of all because he didn't play. Probably, I guess Colby will probably get it, even though I feel like Peter Steff deserves think, it more. Uh, uh, Peter Steff's gonna get it. Peter Steff's gonna get it. You reckon? Eh? He played. He played more minutes. He like he did so much. Like Colby, like we can't let ourselves fall into the trap of thinking like tries are are enough. Um, yeah. Colby is an unbelievable try scorer, yeah. but unfortunately, and it's not because he's bad. It's just Rassi's system. Like didn't rely on Colby scoring oh. tries. No, we made tackles too. Tries. I just feel like Colby gets uh, such he... media hype that might, that just makes me smell yeah. it. Both of them are very deserving it... winners. I just but due to that hype, like when Colby was injured, even international media saying, "Oh no, bad for South Africa." I feel like if we lost Peter Stiff, that'd be a far bigger problem. I'm just glad he made it to the tournament as well. She's yeah, he can yeah. He can retire now. Yeah. He's, he's he's given us more than he's he's, he's, he's run his race. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I still think I I honestly I I maintain that Damien Delender was the best player for the Springboks this World Cup, <coughs> and I think he's the player of the Dodger tournament. Yeah, he he was um was excellent. Um, I mean, I, we were chatting a bit about this in the group. I guess we we're meant to talk about forwards. We could maybe to talk about the squad in its entire team. We've been running now for like an hour and a half, so we're getting towards the end of our. Review of the final. South Africa's fitness, I think, I'm glad you mentioned 2015. Some of the comments I read, I don't know who was it. Was it Dwayne? Excuse me, Dwayne. Someone made that comment. We're, in 2015, we had to manage injured players. We weren't up there with our fitness. This tournament bar Jesse Creel. Felt a bit bad for him. But we lost Jesse Creel. We lost and Trevor. And Trevor. 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 Uh, no, I was, sorry, I was getting there. We lost, we lost Creel first, then Onyekani. Uh, but generally speaking, from a fitness perspective, South Africa were prime. Mm. Very few injuries, um, which I think really yeah. came out. But yeah, I think the centre pairing of um, I love the fact that um showed us what we all knew he had to a certain degree. We made that one break. He went for a bit of a speculative kick, but he cut through a gap. Also, that offhand. I'm just glad we got to see his skills because I I feel he's one of the most skilled players in the back line. DDA was outstanding. Yeah, I don't need to go go through um, all of it. So yeah, I, I've um. I've already been pretty hyperbolic today, but I'll I'll go I'll go on with it. Um, I think Lukanyo Um is the he I don't think he's not just the cleverest centre in the world. I think he's the cleverest centre in rugby since Conrad Smith. Ooh. I I like uh, I like it when we win a World Cup because that's what he's scared to say things. Hello. What was that? What was that? The noise from Conrad Smith. Oh, oh fuck! Is that... <laughs> Jeez, it sounded like I'm... you. Were... <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that... you fell into like the fucking twilight zone and yeah. it was just static. <laughs> that was a just white noise. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it, was, it was made to be a snake static. noise. But uh, no, no, no. So, so let me let me just. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I'm being too caught up in all the hype. I genuinely think that about Lukanya. I don't think he's the best center in the world. I just think he's the smartest. 
Um, I still think like Antonio Brown is a better athlete all around, for example. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. Like I think Lukanya um, reads the game like like a normal person reads a newspaper. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> and honestly, no, like and his calmness under pressure. Like look at him when he was setting up Makazoluma Pimpi. For the first try, not just in this World Cup final, but in the last three World Cup finals the Superbooks have played combined, he looked like calmer than I look when I'm trying to figure out what to buy at the supermarket. I, I did feel bad that he missed the high five. He didn't get his high five return. Yeah. Oh, that was, shame. I just that was a bit cold. Again, like, <laughs> that was time. a bit cold. <laughs> does, he, uh, does he go for... I'm trying to work out, though, because the angle I've, I've got in there, it, it, I can't quite tell if he's trying to... High five my pimpy on the back of the head as he runs past then afterwards or he like sort of self fives just behind my pimpy. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely does something behind my yeah, pimpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's shame. either like a quick like oh, well fuck, I may as well these hands are here or if he like, goes yeah, exactly. with yeah. the back. We've all been there. But like um, seriously, like how how calm and a pressure is that dude? And and he I mean he set up both tries, eh? Yeah. He set up both tries. And like I after the first try there was a shot of Colby and I'm like chatting. While they were setting a scrum or something, I joked to Sarah that um, Colby was going to be like, "Bro, why, how can we never give me tries? You always give him, like Makazuru Mapimpi tries." And then like yeah. ten minutes later, there's a, like a loose ball on the deck, and, and I'm just like dives and it pops it up. Yeah, and the rest it, is history. And then Peter Steph threw like, a really nice pass. For... Peter Steph threw a nice pass and Diddy is thrown in like three games. Oh, can, <laughs> can we give a bit of credit to to Malcolm Marks for his soft hands for the Mapimpi try? Oh, yeah. I guess I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, how forward was it if it was? It, I mean, it was it was marginal. It was pretty it was marginal. Forward. But I there, there's a link. Um, actually, Ant, Ant has literally just posted on on Facebook. And he says, "Ah, I think it's one of those calls that is marginal enough where you go with ref's call." Had he called forward, I don't think the TMO could have overruled it yeah. to say backwards, and vice versa. It wasn't obvious enough to say forward. Okay, thank you, Ant from Beyond the Ether. Is this on the yeah B? Yeah. Facebook. It. Facebook. It's on, it's on Gavin's. On it's on uh, Facebook. Oh, Gavin's post. Gavin's post. But yeah, so okay. I the if you look on that on that link, um, yeah, Richard, yeah, Dick Dick manager put up a, a clip from a certain angle, and from that angle it does look flat. It actually does look fine. In real time, when the cameras when they do it in slow mo from the spider cam backwards, it looked a bit forward. But when it did it in real time, yeah. it looked flat. So I thought, I thought it looks it looks it looks forward because of the way they're passing like across yeah. the, the front of their bodies. Like yeah. they they don't like do like a full sort of turn to their left to pass. You know what I mean? Like they they're shoveling the ball on, so it looks like it could be forward. But it, look, I mean, we won by twenty points. Like I don't think I don't yeah, think like one try. Uh, yeah, the. The or I don't know the anecdotally the three three English fans I hung out with yesterday after the game for a bit, you know, giving yeah. them hugs and saying it'll be okay maybe next time. They were also like even if that pass was disallowed, we thumped them by twenty points. They needed twenty one points to beat us. So yeah, like yeah. disallowing a try changed fuck all. Yeah. Um, so like no, were, no, but you like I I don't I don't I don't respect that argument because. We we agree rugby's a momentum game, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I still felt like England were in it at that point, so it could have changed things. But but yeah, I mean, if, if I don't know, I still believe if we didn't score that try because it was forward, we were going to score another try. Like we were just yeah. in that zone. We were like we got yeah. to that point of the game where 
we'd obviously decided like let's just take this all the way. Um, well, yeah. And also, nothing gives me more pleasure than seeing Chesn Colt stepping the ever-loving shit out of Owen Farrell. It couldn't, yeah. couldn't happen to a nice guy. And then, then um, Billy Vinopolo just giving up. Yeah, just flopping. But yeah. but my my but, theory is that he was he was weak from blood loss, because he should have definitely gone off. Yeah, is that his yeah. blood? Yeah. Like hmm. yeah, he almost finished in a Welsh jersey. <laughs> nice, nice. nice. There's yeah. a there's a gif of Colby stepping and then breaking and running away, and yeah. I see Clayton retweeted it saying everyone should also pay attention to. Mosset just running his tits off in the background to try and run a support line behind Colby. If you ever feel unneeded in life, just remember even Chesney Colby has support runners. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, and it's hilarious because, I mean, Mosset takes like one step for every three of Colby's and he still can't keep pace with him. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would say if Colby and Mosset raced over 100 meters, it would be closer than you'd think. Yeah, yeah so, most probably. I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyway, um, I had something I wanted to say about the England backs when we were talking about our, our highlights of the game. Um, because one of my kind of moments that stood out was when uh, Slade came on for uh, George Ford. Quite actually, early, yeah? <laughs> early. It was pretty early on, and they moved Farrell to 10, obviously. And I, I, I said at the time, that's a sign of panic. That's a sign that yeah. the like the game yeah, plan's no, not Jesus, like, that taking was your, like, yeah, guys, take your fly off, off like this early, you you're like you're like, okay, we fucked up. We picked the wrong back line yeah. for this for this game and we're not yeah, executing it properly. And I mean, yeah. cool. So you, you put you put Farrell at ten where maybe he should have been all along, maybe. But bring on Henry Slade, like we're not afraid of Henry Slade. Um so Yeah, and like I was I was afraid of Manu Tour Luggy and he just didn't do anything. I was afraid of Elliot Daly, and he played badly. He like he knocked the ball off like, twice, I think. And he kicked. He kicked. Yeah, the, the, the Elliot Daly, that one knock on was just a nothing. Yeah. Was it him who kicked kicked full into touch? I think it was him. Or no, it was Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford kicked Ford, one full yeah. into touch. That, that, that's when played bad going yeah. badly. Yeah, he had a very bad game uh, as well. Uh, again, this is what we've actually already touched on the tries. We're now I see in the running order. On MISC category, I guess very briefly, I know we've chatted more about South Africa, understandably. Uh, from England's perspective, um, I felt the Toji was probably their best forward. I know after the game, he was a bit of a bit of a spoiled child, unhappy, which I yeah. guess, I don't know, we've never, we've never been, uh, any of us, yeah. losing <laughs> Rugby World Cup finalists. Uh, he was very good <laughs> overall. I'm just trying to think how else in England. Manu Tulugi, he didn't really get going, but didn't let him. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think who else. I thought, I Joe thought, 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 thought Ma- Marco, Marco Vinopolo wasn't bad. No. I, th- yeah. I thought Joe Marlow made a difference as well when he came on. And yeah, he, was, he, was, he was okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I think... I think um... Oh, and Underhill. Underhill was actually really good. Often he was the... I, 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 no, but he wasn't he was... as good as we've seen. Yeah, to me, no, Underhill no. and Curry were both nullified because yeah. Curry's, Curry's tackling... So he was still making tackles, but they just... How many, very... ta- how many tackles do you think Curry made then? Ten. How many tackles do you think Underhill made? Six. How many tackles do you think Maratoja made? Uh, uh, he made the most actually. I think he made like uh, twelve, maybe. So Maratoja made sixteen tackles. Jesus. Sam Underhill made seven, and Tom Curry only made five tackles the whole game. 
Oh, wow. Mm. If had made one more, it would have actually been nice symmetry at least. Six and do, seven. do you know who was actually quite good when he came on? Was was Mark Wilson. Mm, he was okay. Yeah. He, he made a good impact. Like, they needed a bit yeah. of teeth. So, yeah, he made one, like, nice hit off the... No, honestly, it? like, I, I think I think Itoja is, like, the only player who left, England player left this game with his reputation intact. Um, yeah, Elliot like Daly, Daly didn't have a great game. Farrell didn't have a great yeah. game. Um, they pulled off uh, May relatively early. They brought on... Um, damn it, sorry. I've actually... Joseph. The Joseph, Joseph came on later. I can't remember, damn it. I can't... Uh, Henry Slade. They pulled... They no, pulled Slay wasn't for May. Slay was for Ford. They came out for um, Ford. Oh, Joseph came okay. For Johnny May. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, but, but yeah, jo- was... to, to me, Johnny, Johnny May, since he's down a bit of pace for whatever reason, to me, he's a, defen- he's a defensive option on the wing. Because he's very good under the high ball, and you know, he's you're not yeah. going to get round him, basically. But at that oh. point, they didn't need the defensive option. They needed to score points. So they needed to bring on a like a finisher, basically. Yeah. To me, that that was that no, was. I, the... I think. I mean, I know. Okay, so I know Ant, Ant doesn't rate him and doesn't want him in the tournament fifteen and everything. But Maratoja was was easily the best player. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been amazing he, in the knockout. He yeah he made sixteen tackles, the most out of any player from either team. Um, do you guys want to guess who made who made the most tackles for the Springboks? Ooh, I, I feel like that this is a lottery. I'm gonna say. Uh, the Allender. I'm going to say um, Peter Steff. Okay. Well, you've Matt. taken the safe bet, so I'm going to have to take <laughs> Cheslin <you>. Colby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, I'll, I mean, so, we are specifically talking players who've tackled Courtney Laws the most, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many does tackling... Is it, is it a, like, a, like a weight-to-tackled ratio? Yeah. Like Chesley like Colby during the game tackled twelve times his body weight, which was only four like in, tackles. He's like, like an ant. It's like in uh, in, high, in in uh, in jump. What is it? Diving in, in diving, where you get extra yeah. points depending on how difficult your, your yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah. Maratisha made sixteen tackles, like I said. So the next highest was fifteen tackles, which was from a Springbok. Does that make either of you, any of you guys want to change your guesses? No, we yeah, re- that makes no, me we, think it was a forward. We, um, no, no, no. We already given our guesses. I'm just, I'm just giving you guys a bit of extra rope to hang yourselves with, because it's not who you think. Oh well, okay. Now we can't change our, change it now. It's I feel bongy. like Matt's now getting warm. Why <laughs> only played for like twenty minutes, Matt? How did he get fifteen tackles? Well, hold that, hold that thought, Ben. Is it Marks? It's Franco Mustard. Ah, oh, he was. Yeah, I was thinking course. about him. I was thinking about him. Damn it! Oh, no, I was thinking about him, but then I was like, no, he only. Yeah, so he played sixty minutes yeah. and did all that. Yeah, he. he Franco he, Mustard. Yeah, fuck. What, what did he line up? Did he line up every English player and just say, "Okay, bah, takes him down." <laughs> yeah, one Next. each. One each. Okay, dude, 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 not probably irritates him because now Franco Boston obviously plays in England, so they must be like, "Oh my god, this fucker again!" I'm so tired of being yes. tackled by Franco fucking Boston. <laughs> Who made the least? Was it Vanilla Rue? Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not no. tuning him. I just feel he doesn't. Didn't really have to do. Yeah, Vince Fafnus probably. Well, Hershey and she's made nothing. Um, but that's already yeah, his job. So like, of the of the starters, <laughs> yeah. the fewest tackles was was Bongi by three, but okay, he also went off early. Then the next fewest was Vanilleru. Uh, but for England, jeez, yeah. it, yeah. it has to have been Sinclair or it's George. No, 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 Sinclair, Sinclair made two. <laughs> which, Jesus, well, how did he make two tackles? In such... 
don't know. But well, he, well but the, 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 one, the one where he got injured, he was technically making a tackle. Yeah. I suppose you're right. And no, he did complete that tackle. He still did. He, he was equal to Anthony Watson. He only made two. But, um, yeah, okay. but if that's not bad enough, Marco Vinipola only made one tackle what? the whole game. No. He's meant to be... How? Yeah, but he's a carrier. He's a carrier. He's not a tackle. Yeah, but, yeah, but then what, what does he do when they're on defence then no, if he's a carrier? Just we what? Just like, avoid him? Go, go sit on the bench? Yeah, he goes off the field. Did, did you see him on the in, field? Take me, take me in when we were near the rack next time. Yeah, guys, guys, <laughs> next time. When there's a turnover, call me when there's a turnover. It's good. But, um, no, like, it's, 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 it makes for some pretty messy reading, guys. Like in the back, but, but wasn't the, there, wasn't the, there that the thing the other day where between, like, Vinopolo and St. Clair... And George, they made like 55 tackles in a game, and they were like, oh, this is so great because it opens up the Curry Underhill to steal ball. And... Maybe, but between Vunipola and, and Etoja, they only made 17. So, <laughs> But honestly, like, so Etoja made 16, and the only other England player with double-digit tackles was Owen Farrell, who made 10. Hmm. Everyone else is in the single digits. Well, well, and, can, can we just congratulate Owen Farrell for making 10 legal worse. tackles then? gets worse because other than Atoje and Farrell there's only one player and it's Underhill who made more than five the rest what? of them made fewer than five five or fewer tackles the entire game what the like, fuck were they doing what the fuck were England because I could have sworn that players were tackling so I'm like what was going on <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we did have a free run to the t- <laughs> and who, who made the most carries for them Vinopola uh, most carries was Tom Curry oh no sorry uh, Vinopola made a 19 jeez and then Tom Curry made 11, so that's pretty pretty good. What was what was Vinopolo's meters made though? 23. Ah, so he was averaging like a one 1.2 oh, meters a carry. That is this. not good. Why Vinopolo? No, remember during the week we were talking about how um, Wales set a new record for the fewest meters per carry in a World Cup match against us. Was if England on... just broke that, I would be so happy. I think they did because they only they 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 had 123 runs. Let me get my calculator out. Oh, um, and it only made... We're, 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 tapping, we're stepping onto the stat show's toes now. Yeah. Sorry, Ant. 201. <laughs> divided so it's what, by... 1, 1. 1. 1.8-ish. 1. 1.63. So they, I think they might have just done better than what <laughs> last week. But yeah, so then other attacking... So the run... The Islander uh, carried 12 times. And Fumilin carried 11. I like how, like, number eight's always the, the biggest ball carrier, but then in, for England, the second biggest is their flank, and our second biggest is our center. Hmm. Pollard made 67 meters. He made the most meters out of, out of any player. He made so, some good uh, door half breaks, though. Like. Just for anyone who's interested, I'm getting these stats from ESPN.co.uk. So uh, okay. they, they should be accurate. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, for the, over the course of the World Cup of tries, I'm on New Zealand Herald, and I think we'll, we'll wrap up shortly. Uh, New Zealand 36, Africa second and 33 for carries. New Zealand are first, 891. South Africa are fifth on carries, 734. Meters made. New Zealand are first, Africa second. Uh, England are fifth. Tackle success. Why on South Africa here? And this can't be right. Maybe we broke the algorithm. Our tackles were so good. They had Scotland at 89, but we've been attacking at 90% plus. Uh, line-out success, South Africa, best line-out in the tournament, 98.8%. Offloads, <laughs> we're not it, we're, we're fifth on 41, New Zealand in our first, 94. Scrum success, whoops. 
Yeah, South Africa aren't here. I don't think we... Uh, I think maybe we lost two. Iraq success, South Africa second 98%. Yellow cards. I don't... Did we get a yellow card? Beast. Yeah, yeah Beast. That's right. Mm. Beast in the whole game. Okay. Damn it, Beast. I'm so... Literally the worst. I'm, I'm so fucking glad that there wasn't any cards last night. Mm. There, but like, there was nothing to... There's no, nothing no, to... No, but no, thank no, you, no, thank but, you for reminding me. This is something that someone... Uh, someone what? Someone how said fucking to me annoying on... would it have been if there had been a card last night, Ben? Mm. That's yeah. more... That's why I'm thankful that, that just that we don't have that to complain about or talk what, about. Uh, what was this uh, reminding? Um, I'm just trying to f check who it was again. Um, Richard Moody. Shout out for Richard Moody. Uh, I don't know if he's listening. I know he has listened before. Um, so he's an England supporter that um, I was chatting a bit with a bit on Twitter. Very nice guy. And he pointed out um, the four best teams had no real trouble with high tackles. And it begs the question of why there was such a fuss being kicked up in the pool stages with the new high tackle framework. And everyone kept saying, oh, the framework's like so difficult to follow and, but, you know, um, Bruce Hodge didn't even know it existed or whatever but what suddenly when it comes down to it when it comes down to a crunch match like a must win game in the quarterfinals suddenly players don't seem to struggle with tackling legally so maybe all that mattered like all we needed all along was for players to actually give enough of a shit yeah. um, or not be Australian I thought, and shit I thought, I thought every single team in the last two weeks in the top four were playing like perfectly just about. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be little, little stuff, but within the letter of the law on stuff like like tackling, and it just goes to show that, like, as soon as you start enforcing things properly and consistently, then players will adapt. Like, there's none of the stupid stuff about oh, so now we have to like basically lie face down in order to tackle a player. No, dude, just tackle properly. Um. Okay. Let's uh. Let's maybe wrap it up with our final comments of of the final, um, the day after. <laughs> So we'll start. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Alex. Just overall comments about it. Um, I must very. I'll be. I'll be sneaky and just say I'm very much looking forward to the British Irish Lions Tour 2021. This sets it up really nicely. So uh, that that's going to be a goodie. So Alex, just final comments following the box crashing Jeez. victory of England yesterday to be the Rugby World Championships for the third time, having won all finals. Sure. I I don't even know what to say. I <laughs> I think. I mean. I guess for me the the, the take home message is is I mean we, we mentioned briefly nation building, and I think what this Buck team has has shown is how like how people can come together and work towards a common goal and like overcome whatever difficulties or challenges or shortcomings they might have because I'm the first, I was one of the first people to say that I didn't think this team was going to win. Um, and in my head-to-heads, I, cons I consistently sort of played down a lot of these guys. And Sia, Khaleesi, and Rossi Rasmus have have shown the value of leadership and how you can't ever put a number on it, you can't quantify it, you can't measure it, but you know it when you see it, and it is more powerful than being able to run 100 meters in under, under, under 10 seconds or... Bench press 250 kgs, or you know all the measurables that that we like to dwell on in sport. You know we all love data. We all want to have a rugby combine, but at the end of the day, there's something that you can't coach. And um, yeah, I think we just have to in rugby and out of rugby, we have to go out there and get it and find a way to 
harness it and for it to work towards a better outcome. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's my those are my last thoughts. That's that kind of captures how I felt following following yesterday's win. Yeah, um, not as deep as Alex. So yeah. I, uh, fuck, fuck the English. I, yeah, I have. <laughs> fuck the Welsh. Just <laughs> Um, no, um, yeah, I was, I was really happy to, to be honest during, during the week. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't, I wasn't full of belief. Like I didn't, I, I felt England had all the momentum coming into the match, but yeah, as, as like, I think we've said a lot, like Rassi obviously had a plan. The team had a plan. Um, and yeah, like you know what what they say like obviously every team comes into the world cup with a plan and ours 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 was the best ours worked out because and obviously you can you can say as much as you want you can plan as much as you want but you have to go onto the field and execute and that's what our boys did they they went onto the field they executed where it mattered i i don't think we are the be- we were the best group of players coming into that world cup i don't think we are the best group of players leaving that world cup but we definitely, um, well, let's say individually at least. Yeah, yeah, but we definitely left the World Cup having executed our our goals perfectly. Well, in in the end, you know, it, obviously it all worked out. And yeah, I'm really, really happy, really proud of the boys. Um, yeah, and I, I hope we can. I hope we can build on this come coming. Hopefully we can convert this into a strong Super Rugby, and you know, hopefully we can leverage off this to go from strength to strength and really have a good run at the British and Irish Lions tour. Which I think, kind of, even like a year ago, I was like, oh my god, that's going to be a bloody massacre. So now, like, yeah, it's, it's really it's, it's given me a lot of kind of if I look where I was this time last year with my kind of perceptions of the Springboks to look where I am now with my perceptions of the Springboks like yeah I'm I'm really really happy really hopeful yeah super happy and I'm I'm bummed I didn't I didn't push the it's coming home narrative a bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah missed opportunity hashtag honestly uh, that's um, that's what also being expat I think is interesting both yours and Ben's view interesting since you're not in the melee uh, as Alex no, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not coming back to South Africa. Like, um, your CS little speech isn't. No, no, no. Is it, is it luring me back? By no, the way. no, that, that's fine. I just, uh, I mean, uh, you, you, you were able to watch without being in SA, which is also, which provides a bit of interesting perspective, uh, as well. So, uh, Matt, just uh, a final thought from you. Both Ben and Ben and Alex have really set the bar quite high. Those are quite eloquent, <laughs> eloquent speeches. So. I, I, Bring out yeah. that law vibe, bro. I'm ready. Okay, so what I'm going to say is this. Guys, only 1,405 days to go before we can do this all again. <laughs> You've done the maths already, don't you? I saw someone else did the maths. <laughs> can, 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 can someone work out what, what episode of the podcast we'll be on at that point? Uh, <laughs> well, this is episode 104. So if we're still going by then. And then, then well, we, we, do, we, do one every, we do one every seven <laughs> days, hey? Yeah. So it'll be about episode 300-ish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Um, can I add one more thing? Yeah. Um, my firstborn child is coming in December or January, and I am accepting oh. rugby-related names. So if people nice. want to tweet us with some suggestions, yes, we are. And um, <laughs> oh, 
because so Sarah, Sarah lost the bet now, so you get Siamanda yeah. as a as a middle well, name. So yeah, Siamanda is is probably is one of the front runners. Otherwise, um, the, the current favorite is Peter Steph Dutar. So nice. if if anyone's got any good ideas, you can you can holler at me. Yeah, you can tweet to Alex at Alex the Tar uh, on Twitter. That's right. Um, I guess my final thought. Hashtag- Matt, 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 we should come up with a hashtag for it. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with a hash, like a proper hashtag, like uh, France, name, France, hashtag. France, Tar Herber. Oh. Uh, oh, I owe him an apology. Yeah, I might DM his girlfriend again and, and tell her I, I, I take it all back. Actually, I will. I will say, uh, France for Herber, a very much unsung hero of of this Rubber campaign. That's why Rocket Scrum. So a nice one. Uh, Matt, give me one ad. You only said one thing. You happy? I'm happy. Like it's, it's really awesome, and yeah, there's just not much more I need to stress about. Yeah, well, I guess just from my side, dude, I told you, it's everything's uh, everything's good. Like everything's good in the world. Yeah. there's nothing more. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, like, that's I mean, the... I was up until I'm dead tired. I've been up until I was up until like four this morning. It's now six, and uh, yeah, so. Matt, honestly, I can't comprehend the crazy life you're living now. Like it's like you're a university student again. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, I, it needs but to you end. Actually have soon. Money. Yeah, I'm burning. I'm burning the candle at both ends. It needs to end at some point. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm yeah, you should maybe yeah. maybe think about quitting your job. Yeah, quit your job, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I guess from, from my Sorry, Adam. Adam, really, have you lined something up for us? Uh, I have. It's just generally very short. Uh, mainly just to say, it's just uh, I'm looking forward to going to work tomorrow because everybody's going to be in a good mood. Everybody's going to be happy, and I am very content. It's just nice to feel positive about being uh, being a South African. We've got a lot, there's a lot going on, and it's just a nice shot 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 in the arm for everybody. And I think yeah. the team made us really proud. And uh, shout-outs to, like, the departing legends. I don't think we'll see Valida Rue at another World Cup. Tendai Tawira, um, I'm sure, forgive me, I'm probably forgetting a few other names. So some of the legends have really signed yeah. well, Francois Lowe, Scott Britz, all those guys. Dwayne. Um, D- uh, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen. Dwayne? How old's Dwayne? 31. Or 32, I think. Yeah. So, uh, no, they did the country proud. Francois Stane. Francois Stane. Double World Cup winner. And, no, I just... He joins quite an elite group there, Double World Cup winner, yeah, so just a nice shot of positivity that everybody could really use. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really nice. That's that's going to do it, I guess. Uh, how, how how excited are we for a Super Rugby next year? Oh, bro, bring it oh, on. Oh, God. New generation. <laughs> it's going to be su- Super already... Rugby 2012, the new generation. 2020, excuse me. I've already started planning my draft. Yeah, I've been thinking about draft a lot lately. When are we doing that? <laughs> well, that's, like... that's happening in January, right? I guess. Yeah, well, let's, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about I just realized now, I know Phil's gone to go watch the racing, and I've just seen who came back from injury, and I'm fucking furious with Phil right now. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys, he cannot, we cannot allow uh, I, I, I really think the overarching theme of the last few weeks has just been like, fuck Phil, yeah. and fuck everything he's done. Like, Phil has landed with his eyes in the middle. Oh, mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Elite Rugby Banter, the champion podcast for the champion rugby team around the world. Um, I, I think that connection made complete sense. If you have been listening, thank you so much for doing so. Also, a big shout out to the Springboks for making us the champion podcast. Uh, I don't think they could have done it without us, and uh, also the vice versa applies, guys. Surely. Uh, so Alex, thank yeah, you. Um, I, I think we could quite easily do this without the Springboks, in all fairness. <laughs> Yeah, but they can't do it without us. Yeah, yeah. The they can't they, do it without they, us. We, they, we they, make you know, each you know other what? champions. The, the Springboks are the official team of this podcast. 
Yes, yes, fair. yes. Yeah, and we're not afraid to say that. And yeah. we haven't been paid, by the way. That's just... just, just yeah, just and if you hadn't figured Ooh, that out... No, 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 guys, guys, but I am slowly we- weeding myself in there with Luxembourg Rugby on Facebook. Okay. I'll let you know how that how the how that thing in the next get, few like, weeks. Luxembourg though. jerseys at some point. That's a good that's a good plan B. Okay, so things yeah. uh, Alex, thanks uh, thanks yes. for joining us. I hope you have a good uh, good Sunday and rest of the week. We're going to be in good moods. But yeah, yeah, draft 2020 looms in the distance. Uh, ben, thank thank you for being on. No thanks, guys. I'm going to grab some lunch, and then I think we're going to go do some recycling. Me and my wife and the baby. The baby doesn't contribute to the recycling. It's essentially a passenger in the exploit. Indeed. Uh, But it's nice. It's nice to get them involved in that sort of thing early. No, we we try like we we show him like putting the stuff in the different. I know apparently it's important for babies to like categorize things, so we do that. Uh, Matt, thanks very much. Please go sleep now. Uh, I'm going to warm up a leftover pizza in the oven first. Nice. God, Matt, Matt, I love the life you live. Like, like the only person, the only person I'm, okay, the only person I'm more jealous of than you is Phil. Phil. Uh, I'm glad. Well, I'm only like two hours away from Phil, technically. Like, physically, you know. It's a quick car ride. But you're light years away from him in terms of lifestyle. Yeah, Mm. definitely. And you're still light years ahead of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. We're going to be going through our teams of the tournament a whole bunch more. Also, the predictions that we made before the World yeah. Cup. Oh, we'll God. be going through those too. We'll see how many we've well, got. Well, I did get top try scorer. I'm just going to say that. I don't so think nice. I, 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 I... You beat Josh Adams. I said I didn't get top try scorer. Oh, no, I, I, oh. I didn't get it either. Okay, that's that's, Jesus, good, that's anyone good. bet Josh Adams? On I that, think Ben was gonna just say, I'm officially uh, just be open. On, on that bobshell, uh, thanks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>